champion by size or the strength exuded by muscle and bone others are gauged by speed lauded for courage or no for their gift to enthrall in the world wrestling federation the reigning champion is defined by heart Brett the hitman heart a living legend who has conquered adversity a man who continues to overcome seemingly insurmountable odds. But tonight, the hitman must face the challenge of a man who is no mere mortal. A force whose powers are mythical. A phenom whose heart at times can be cold. Razor Ramon, the four-time intercontinental champion, displays the heart and ferocity of a lion as well. But tonight, he faces a most peculiar foe in the bizarre gold dust. A man whose fascination with machismo seemingly weighs more on his heart than the desire for the gold around Razor's waist. And tonight, in the over-the-top rope Royal Rumble match, 30 superstars will attempt to prove that they too possess the heart of a champion. In this battle of elimination, the sole survivor could be the returning hero, the former champion. The new force invading the Federation, or any number of mighty superstars who will go to any lengths to win the guaranteed title shot and a chance to be called champion at WrestleMania. Tonight, the passion and heroics of these athletes will surely pen a new definition for champion. Fuck, I hope I don't cough for this entire thing. Oh, you will. God damn this it. This is the cough cast? Aw. Sponsored by Vicks Vapor Rub. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> no. Right. No, that's well, that would have cost more money. But this has been a theater picture from the beginning. I, I, I like it. Because those heads are on top of our theater guys. I'm just busting your balls. Mikey's hair is in grayscale. <laughs> that's in real life. <laughs> I can't say anything. I have the most gray hair. So... Hey, welcome to Three Way Theater presents Best in Show. I'm Mike hey, Bebo. I love it, Jake. And I'm JC. All right. And we have a special guest today, as usual. Whoa, wait, listen, you're going really fast. <gasps> and Let's... I'm the microphone machines guy. You can oh, yeah. I love that guy. Wasn't he that cool? Awesome. He has John Machida. Is that his name? Yeah. Oh. I thought his name I was got... Microma- like Micro Machines guy. <laughs> well, I mean, he had a name, but you just didn't care enough to find out. Not at yes. all. There was no internet back in 1995. He was, 1995. Like, he was he's... also Mr. Testaverde on uh, Saved by the Bell. Yes, Is he still with us? Yes, he's right here. Welcome to uh, my special uh, guest. John Matrina, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, everyone, it's nice to see you. I gotta go now. Bye. Oh, see you later. That was amazing. Thank you. I John always Matrina. got him mixed up with the Dunkin' Donuts guy when I was younger, though. Oh, time oh. to make the donuts. Yeah. I guess they kind of look similar. Like, yeah, they're two white dudes. Yeah, they both have more. 
I just wanted you guys to hear that first. I second. don't think they will hear that. Uh, but no, I want to. No. Yeah, oh, I would prefer. I don't care about the fans. Yeah. Okay, let's recap. Let's take a step back here step because back. we're we're talking about. Okay, so first of all, yes, we are on Best in Show here at mm-hmm. Three Way Theater, where uh, we take a little break from the norm. We don't just review the pro wrestling movies. We also sometimes go back into the archives and we find a wrestling event, a random right. wrestling event that Lumberjake has has uh, carefully chosen. curated and collected yes. to, for us to watch. And then we review it, but we can't do it alone. It can't just be the three of us. We need a fourth. We need a very special guest. And our returning guest is a 2017 Peacock Award winner, Rui Patello. Hey! Rui! Hey, Rui. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks for coming. And not only do we have Rui Patello with us here tonight on Best in Show, we are in our... Special mobile command unit. Yes. Our mobile studios. Yes. Um, I've been really enjoying the last couple of months. We've been recording out of the TWT STD, and I studio. Yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. Yeah. So now we're we're kind of doing things a little bit differently. We're in the TWT MSTD. <laughs> And it's a lot to remember. <laughs> There's a lot of numbers. the mobile studio. There's a lot of letters going on. No, it's very Jake. Uh, you knew what I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, right. Uh, TWTSTI. Yeah, <laughs> that's not that's not what you said. Yeah, <laughs> no. It's but we're yeah. we're in uh, we're back in the back of the truck. That's right. Um, we are here in Clinton, Massachusetts. Beautiful Clinton, Massachusetts. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> Seems better. Yeah. And so uh, okay. we're in the back of a budget truck. And uh, don't be uh, afraid if you've never heard of Clinton, Massachusetts before, because neither have I. You've been here We've multiple been here for times. years, Mikey. Our hot boxing you, episode was in this have same. Have you ever heard of Clinton, Massachusetts before we started doing this? Yes. Yes. Bullshit. I've wrestled no. in this town. We used to wrestle in this town all the time. Shit. Fun side story, since you guys like to throw side Talking stories. Talking to the microphone. Is back after 9 11, <laughs> we had a show here. J.C. Marks being a good guy in wrestling. It was we nine, talked about this on this podcast, I believe. It was 9-10. <laughs> we <laughs> wish you died in 9-11. We've definitely talked about we this sure on have. the show. That's why I brought that part up, so people will remember. It was our animation domination episode. Mm-hmm. Go yeah. back and check oh. it out. Three we had a car. very long uh, philosophical uh, conversation about 9-11. But yes, it was in Clinton, Massachusetts, where the fans of Clinton wished I had died in 9-11. And Mikey, didn't, didn't we wrestle in Clinton for the show with Jerry Lawler? No. Was that not Clinton? That was no, Clinton. that was Canton. Yes. Canton. Canton no. and Wonton. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what Nailed show it. are we reviewing for well, Best in I Show? I figured there's no better show when we have a king like Rui Batella oh. than a show meant for royalty. That's right. The Royal Rumble. I'm glad that he clarified that because at first I was like, Dude, the Royal Rumble was in January, dum dum. Like, <laughs> what's going on here? Uh, but no, you're right. Royalty Rui Batello, uh, the Royal Rumble, and uh, Rui Batello. When a few years back, when the Royal Rumble was in Boston, Massachusetts, <laughs> I believe some of the yeah, local wrestling fans they believed in their heart of hearts that Rui Batello was going to be one of the 40 men entered in the Royal Rumble that yeah. year. Hard pass. You Hard broke pass. their hearts. You broke their hearts just like that time you revealed you didn't know how to speak Portuguese. <sighs> Gulp. Uh, but yes, we're doing the Royal Rumble. What year are we doing, Lumberjake? We're doing Royal Rumble 1996, one of my favorite years. Did you guys, were you guys aware of this? Did you guys watch it? Were we aware of this? Were yes. you guys watching? Were you guys, did you guys watch wrestling at the time? Yes. 100%. So we've all seen this before. I, I 96 not. was probably. Oh, so. Wait, okay. whoa, hold, so hold said, the phone. Wait, that's I was watching wrestling in 96. Let me clarify this. But I did not pay for pay-per-views. And I did not have a Fair. cousin that had a black box. 
So, for uh, all just, you young just listeners, to be clear, my Google. cousin is white. He does not have a black box, <laughs> but he did have a uh, an electronic box. device. Well, people don't know what a, no one knows what a cable box is really at this point anymore. I guess I was going to tell them to Google it. It would be easier. okay. Good idea. A black box. So you just you couldn't afford to get the pay per view. No, I could not get pay per view. So I probably watched the Monday Night Raw before and after this, <laughs> but I did not watch the actual pay per view. Did itself. you watch the free for all before this? Live on the preview channel. No. Yes. Remember the preview channel? The fucking yes. Listen, kids. Okay. Back there was the a day. time when we didn't know what the fuck was on TV. There was no menu for there us was to nothing scroll that through. Popped up when you changed the channel that told you what fucking show. It you wouldn't were even watching. tell you what episode it was. You just got what it was. Uh huh. And then then there was the preview channel, which was a constant scrolling TV guide. Which would tell you in half hour increments, like half an hour breakdowns of what was going to be next. And, and you if could, you missed your fucking channel, you had to wait till it went all the way fucking. It was at least two minutes before it would scroll. Especially when they added advertising and then they had to go through the pay per views. Mm-hmm. It was a whole thing. I spent at least three years of my life watching preview channel to get to the next channel to find out if I missed it. I would sit there, <laughs> and if I missed it again, I'd want to kill myself. But I didn't change the channel. I still had to wait to see. Yes. That was life back in 1996. Or you had to buy TV Guide. That's a luxury that I couldn't afford. You didn't have a black box. <laughs> I couldn't even get the pay-per-views. I'm clearly not buying TV Guide. I had guide. to borrow my grandmother's TV Guide from a week later. <laughs> and I'll tell you what. I still used it. That's... Because I could figure out what was on TV last week and try yeah, to see if you tried. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You Using know. math, he figured out what was on this week. I actually did have a cousin that had a black box. However... Uh, I did not watch this there. I watched the 97 Rumble there. Uh, the 96 Rumble, I got my parents to buy me because Jake the Snake Roberts was making his big return, and that's my all favorite right. wrestler of all time. Cool. So they were like, all right, we have to get it for, Lum- for Lumby. Yes. Right. They called me Lumby. <laughs> yeah. um, then they, back then, they called you Lumpy. Yes. Yeah. And, and eventually. And just like with every pay-per-view, no matter what, whether it was Royal Rumble 96 or White Men Can't Jump or Beethoven the Second, everyone in the family gathered around and watched it because money was spent and that was the that was the entertainment budget. Well, so I watched this with my entire family. That's I mean, so the Royal Rumble is my mom's favorite pay-per-view. Yes. It's mine as well. Um, my, so before my cousin got the elusive black box, uh, in the 95 Royal Rumble, my mom and I watched it with the Scrambler on. So we watched the scrambled version of the 95 Royal Rumble. It was just so like, we could only get like every radio. three seconds, you could get like a still image, and then it would just start skipping again. And you could we, hear what was going on. Yes. yes. We watched the entire 1995 Royal Rumble because my mom loved HBK, and she was rooting for Sean, but she still loved the Bulldog, but she, she was rooting for Sean deep down inside. And I just, ever since then, my mom has loved the Royal Rumble. That's been our pay-per-view. And then so. there was people that wouldn't watch that Royal Rumble with their eyes open. <laughs> they wouldn't watch it not listening to they wouldn't turn that on. Well, I hope you're going to watch this show with us. So if you wanted to kind of maybe follow along and give us your best in show, you can watch the event on the WWE Network. And follow us on... on Which also included the Royal Rumble Plus. Yes! I, yeah, that was Wait, great. What? After the show was over, so the they Royal Rumble had, Plus. The Royal Rumble ended, and then they had the Royal Rumble oh, with Plus. Oh, the interviews and stuff, yeah, the right? Show. But that's okay. a bonus oh, okay. thing that wasn't oh. part of the original broadcast. Yeah, that that was, was after. Cool. Yeah, when I would, uh, I used to rent this on VHS back in the day, and it would cut off at the awesome montage of everything that happened right. that night, which I was always blown away by. How they were able to do that by the end of the broadcast yeah, so quickly, and then like, they're showing yeah. the main event. I'm like the main event was three minutes ago. Yeah. So good. So they had the Royal Rumble Plus at the very end of this show, I like which that. I thought it was kind of cool. Um, let's let's dive in, right? Yeah, we mentioned the preview channel, and we oh. did that because yes, the free for all, the free for all, yes, the so, very first free for all ever. Yeah, 
So I went back and actually watched this free for all. Give you guys a little recap of what happened. Thank you. Um, this is the free for all. Um, do you guys do you guys have any memories watching free for all? Yes. By the way, yes. I remember watching this very first free for all because okay. uh, MTE, my cousin and I, we were so excited for this show. And because we were going to be able to watch the free-for-all first, like, it was a big... I slept over. Usually nights of pay-per-views, I would sleep over, even though I had school the next morning. It's a big deal. It was. It was a huge deal back then. And um, we would always watch the WCW pay-per-views like a week later. I just watched the replays. I didn't yeah. care about watching them Sunday live. But WWF was always the same. So with the free-for-all... I remember I was super excited because, like, they're giving us matches for free. I'm such a stupid little fucking mark <laughs> that, like... This was actually the very first match on a free-for-all. Right. They would do the pre-shows before, but this was the very first match. Like televised, yeah. And it was... Uh, so we open up. We got Doc Hendricks and Todd Pettengale hosting. Classic. Well, back. We got a Veda promo. We got a Jake the Snake promo. Uh, Gorilla Monsoon announced The Undertaker as the number one contender, and Diesel said that he was the real number one contender, uh, showing that animosity. And we get Duke the Dumpster Drozzy versus Triple H in the first ever. Uh, Triple H and Duke both drew blanks in the Royal Rumble, leading to them competing for numbers one and thirty. The fuck, do you pull a blank? It's well, but that's like that's the storyline reason. Yes, they have numbers so two through twenty-nine. So the two people who got the blanks would do this yes. match. Cool. I think, right. a, I think that was a cool. Like I never really thought about it before. That's but, a great, smart little way. It, because again, we've talked about this before on the WCW shows we reviewed. They took the time to explain the rules of pro wrestling that worked within that universe and. You know, it's just something that, like, that's cool. That's a cool little storyline. Instead of just saying, uh, for no reason at all, Triple H and Duke Drossi are going to wrestle. No, there's a reason why they were the two. Yeah. Um, Triple H, they, they were doing this a lot where they were interviewing people, like, in the entranceways or after the match, like, right after the fact, trying to, like, more of a sports, like, they're doing now. And uh, Triple H cut a promo before he got in the ring, and he used the, he had his accent was terrible back in the day because he still hadn't fully converted. He was still kind of doing the blue blood. The, yeah, uh, but he wasn't like uh, all in anymore, so he was kind of like middle of dropping it. It's still not as bad as Hunter Hearst Helmsley with Mister Hughes, yeah. which happened in '97, and also uh, Hunter Hearst Helmsley with uh, wasn't Mantar with him, or is that with Goldust? Oh, I you know what. There was a Monday Night Raw that Hunter Hearst Helmsley was with them. Yeah. I think all three of them, actually. <laughs> what a fucking gruesome threesome. Threesome? Yeah. Sure is. That's, that's, that's us. about a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was a basic match. Triple H pulled out some uh, knuckle dusters out of his boot, knocked out Duke the Drew Dumpster at 6 minutes, 25 seconds. Well, we didn't mention that the winner of this match would draw number one. Uh, the winner would draw number 30, and the loser would have to come out at number, number one, one at the Rumble. So Triple H promised to win, knocks out Duke with the brass knuckles at 625 for Plastic the win. knuckles. And uh, Gorilla Monsoon comes out and shows an instant replay, and Tim White reverses the decision, and we have Triple H coming out as number one. Uh, Triple H, in a post-match promo, said that a fan threw something into the ring, and he was just trying to pick it up for safety. <laughs> it's a great. Good. Good, good idea. This, so, like, just saying that bit, I kind of set the, the, the stage for the entire show. Mm -hmm. This show felt very... Uh, Memphis, very Smoky Mountain, and a lot of the booking. Uh, it was in definitely Memphis. I love the um, the Royal Rumble participants. I love the I love the color commentary between Vince and Mister Perfect. Yes. Like, what a weird I wrote down some interesting little back and forth between them. <laughs> I stopped writing stuff down because I was getting tired of writing down all the Mister Perfect one liners. It was just classic. Yeah, it was great. He's funny. He's just so funny. He um, I believe it was Survivor Series '95 that we'll be covering later this season for Three Way Theater. 
and uh, where he made his big return as a color commentator, and he got the big entrance. I remember watching gentlemen. that live, and that was a huge mark out moment. Yeah, I, I popped big for that. I watched that one live too. Um, so Duke the Dumpster Rossi gets the win and the reverse decision, so he's going to be number thirty. Yes, and Triple H will be number one, or Hunter Hearst Helmsley. He wasn't even actually Mr. Perfect did call him Triple H. He was H. the first one to yeah. dub he him coined Triple H. That, uh, phrase. Cool. Um, so that brings us so for for those of us that did not watch the refall again live here uh, recently, uh, I liked the uh, risque uh, cold open of With the Sunny in the bathtub. Yes, yes, that was my first note. Sunny in tub. Viewer indiscretion. Viewer indiscretion. I mean, I mean discretion <laughs> advised. And then like it wasn't like a risque show. <laughs> well, in, in, in the Sunny match, and even a little bit with Marlena later on in Marlena's debut. Um, this was the WWF wanting to really kind of test those waters. Yeah. Like, uh, Sonny was showing a little cheek under that skirt. Yes. Yes, she was. Like, it's like, oh, it's yeah. Vin- Vince, and I think we can talk about this as the matches go on, especially in the Bret Hart match, but Vince has all these things he wants to do, and he has he's not ready to push, like, really kind of pull that lever and go all the way, go full well, like throttle. Well, testing the waters. I think 96 was a very testing the waters year for, like, 97 following that. Right. It definitely you know, wouldn't it, this be kind of like the changing of the guard too? Not quite have, yet. Well, I'm just thinking like obviously at WrestleMania, Shawn Michaels goes over. You know I'd say I mean? WrestleMania. So you have that like starting to change. I'd well, say WrestleMania 13 was the changing of the guard with Austin yeah. doing the face turn with Brett, with Austin being like. But I but still don't consider say, that the. Go ahead. You, as you said, to testing the waters, Bret Hart. Not to spoil anything as we move forward, but Bret Hart really was getting booed by this audience yes, at was. some points. But, okay, we'll get, we'll, to we'll, we'll get there. All right, so, so viewer indiscretion advised. Oh, yeah. And we get a really good opening package, I feel like. I think yes. the video packages were really cool for this. My very it. first note was, I used to love these opening they PPV so packages. Good. And they used the same music. Like that, that music. I feel like they've I'm totally going to steal that for NCW. Please do. <laughs> yes. I'm pretty sure we have it. It's something, yeah, yeah. I think so. Something like it. With the voiceover guy saying, who's going to win a returning hero? They show Shawn Michaels. The former WWF champion show Yokozuna. The new force invading the Federation, Vader. And, uh, yeah, and then, or so one of these other guys, Mabel. Seth All these Vader. other guys that definitely won't win. <laughs> Um, I know Rui mentioned to me on the way up here, you were surprised by the commentary team? I was. So I'm thinking 96. I'm thinking 96, and I'm thinking Jim Ross. Yeah. And I'm like, where is Jim Ross? Was this during the time of the Bell's Palsy where he was fired? He was. He. Uh, I don't think he was fired. He might have been in recovery. But the thing that I was mentioning to Ruby is that no matter what, Vince was never really hot on JR. No. Too Southern, too yokel, too, you know, just... Which, you know... He's the boss. Why fucking hire him then? Because then keep him away from him. WCW. Yeah, I guess. You know, but let's let's have him let's have him to commentate wrestling challenge. Don't let him on the pay per views. Right. But uh, I thought the perfect and Vince McMahon team was uh, an interesting combo. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was not afraid to fuck around with Vince. And also, he stayed in the Mr. Perfect character all night, where he would be like, "Oh, he messed that up. I wouldn't have." Yes. Just yes. like shilly, a little. Just, I thought that was great. Our opening contest is Double J Jeff Jarrett versus Ahmed Johnson. All right, guys. Well, let me tell you, I watched this match differently than I would have one or two weeks ago. Oh, why is that? After hearing about the fact that Jeff Jarrett is being inducted into the the WWE WWE Hall Hall of Fame. Fame. Now, we've, we haven't, I don't know if we've talked about this on the show, um, 
But we've talked before off the air about He's Jeff Jarrett. Up. I am, uh, because I'm also having coughing fits throughout the day, so I apologize if you catch any of that. Um, but Jeff Jarrett is the smartest man in professional wrestling. Like, in, over the years, the, the money that he's made, um, jumping ship from company to company, whichever gives him the better payoff, uh, holding the WWF up for a huge sum of money when he dropped the IC title to China, creating uh, TNA, um, selling that off, coming back, leaving, and basically walking his way right into a Hall of Fame spot. That's, it's so funny you bring that up because uh, Jeff Jarrett, before this match with Ahmed Johnson, he was last seen at In Your House 2, the Lumberjacks. And, uh, Damn it. And it was, uh, he had an amazing match with Shawn Michaels. That was the show where he sang With My Baby Tonight live, and the roadie beat the one, two, three kid in the opener. And then uh, after the match with Shawn, he immediately quit and walked out of the building. Left, went to USWA. This is his return. I believe it's like... You're bearing the lead a little bit on that, though, because also he got uh, Road Dog to walk out with him. Yes, Rhodey also. They both just they just both left. They but walked out together. Promising, uh, Jerry Jarrett and Jeff Jarrett promised Road Dog that they, they'd take care of him and make sure that they would hook him up. And they basically left him high and dry. So Je- uh, Road Dog didn't come back to the WWF until... Um, Mid-96. Late 96. I think it was late into the year. Um, well, th- they left in July, and Jeff Jarrett made his return in December, setting up this match at the In Your House, hitting Ahmed Johnson with the, the gold, gold record. Gold record classic. And uh, spoiler alert, this was Double J's last match in the WWF until, uh, I believe, October of 97. Wow. He left again, went to WCW, came back for his run Smartest then. Smartest man in pro wrestling. Then he walked out again, you. went back to WCW, ultra push. Then he got buried on the last Raw, the last night tour, rather. Yeah, and then he went and started NWA TNA. J-A-R-R-E-T-F-I-R-R-E-D. No one had the heart to tell Vince that's not how you spell fired. Shh. Um, uh, One of my notes that I had on there, because I remember, again, I vividly remember this match in the fucking rocket strap that was attached to Ahmed Johnson. Full disclosure, I fucking loved Ahmed Johnson. Me too. I was five years old. I thought he was the fucking man. But I, my, so my note, it's kind of uh, akin to what we talked about with Ron Simmons before. Has anyone risen and then fallen as quickly as Ahmed? Because, you know, he debuts at Survivor Series 95. He's paired with this big, uh, the wild card match. Gets I believe to he was survive. on the winning team. He was. Him and Shawn Michaels and a bulldog, I believe, uh, survived. Um, you had him doing this match. By June, he defeated um, homosexuality and winning the Intercontinental Championship at the King of the Ring because that was when Goldust kissed him and it resuscitated him from being knocked out. He defeated homosexuality. Do you remember that angle? Yep. Yes. He, when he, uh, he gave him mouth to mouth and then he came to with the gold shit yep. on his and mouth. And beat the fucking shit out of everybody in the yeah, back. Everybody. And then it, was it at the King of the Ring then when he smashed out and knocked the Hardy yes. Boys out? Yeah, the two guys holding the uh, door. He's kicking he and Jeff Hardy. Through, yeah, you know uh, Ahmed Johnson said he didn't care that Goldust like he was he was down with the mouth to mouth angle, but the thing he didn't care for is that Goldust shoots jammed his tongue in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> he's just playing mind games, bro. Uh, but so then by then he's Intercontinental Champion. He's teaming with the Ultimate Warrior and Shawn Michaels at the July shows. He's being set up. He won the Raw uh, Battle Royal. That was going to give him a title shot against Shawn Michaels on Monday Night Raw, but then he lacerated a kidney against against Farouk. Farouk kicked him in the fucking. Yes, that's right. So their intercontinental title match got called out. He didn't get his match with HBK on Raw, and 
everything after that when he came back from injury was one slow descent down. Like, uh, so I will say I was not a huge Ahmed Johnson fan. I loved him. And my first impression of this match was it's not going to be good. Because like when I heard the combatants, I was like, oh, Jeff Jarrett. Like, you know, All right. I liked Jeff Jarrett. I'm like, you know, I thought he was good. And then I'm like, oh, Ahmed Johnson, this isn't going to be good. Well, uh, to put things... To, to, Ahmed Johnson broke, a, broke into the business in 1989. He was seven years in the business. Oh, I thought it was, wow. it was seven years old. <laughs> seven years old at this point. I was going to say seven months into the business at this point. He was trained by Skandor Akbar, Ivan Putski, and uh, More like Scamdor. They really scammed him on that one. But goddamn, I've never seen anyone so green, so late into their push, unless yeah. they were Lumberjake. <laughs> Nailed it. But yeah, he was he was reckless, but I loved it. Because he was doing shit like as a big guy... Like we in this match alone, he yeah. did a couple of fucking crazy things. I wrote Lots down, of clotheslines. I wrote down Rui must be happy because he did the headlock throw off spot I that Rui loves so that. much. I do love that spot. <laughs> I love how the guitar is mysteriously left at ringside. Oh, of course. Oh, that was Jeff Jarrett's very first guitar break of all time. Really? That was the very time, very first time he broke a guitar. <laughs> So uh, hmm. that, that was something that he would adopt in life. I think it would have made like more impact if it wasn't like in the middle of the ring for the entire match. Yeah, like they put it at the ring. Like it's just, just like, like leaning in, in the, corner. the corner, pushed in real like. <laughs> like I'm um, honestly shocked Ahmed didn't ram into it by accident. Yeah. Um, what were you guys' uh, favorite spots, spots of this match? <laughs> um, so I don't know. Um, I, I, the things that I just really made me laugh. I don't know if it was a spot of the match. I loved Ahmed's weird dancing Hulk up. Yeah, he's just oh. running in place. Yeah, I mean that's very old school. You know? But it's it was it was so silly. Like it was. It seemed very lazy. It was even worse than the Ultimate Warriors, like shaking the ropes Hulk up. That's actually part of my favorite spot because as he's trying to Hulk up, Jeff Jarrett is jumping off the second rope and hitting double axe handle uh, in each corner corner. until he gets caught and slammed by Ahmed, and I I really like that. No, it was caught, hug, put down, and then... Slammed. Oh. Maybe like, in my head it does. I, I thought like, oh. I thought it was gonna be a big like explosive like belly to belly or something. No, he's like oh big move. Like no, it's just hugging him and then he <laughs> and lets him like, down. Jeff Jarrett was even selling the bear hug like it was painful. He's like oh I'm sorry I didn't know what I would do. <laughs> and, and if you're wondering what he did after he let it go of the hug, clothesline. Oh right. Because, okay, so can I change my vote to the um, no, no too late. Uh, no, I changed my vote to the fucking Harlem Hangover by Ahmed. Yeah. Well, oh, I had the 450 ass splash. How about the dive to the outside? Of death. Onto, his, onto his head? Onto his own head because Jeff Jarrett probably looked up being like, I am not catching this big guy. I think guy. it would have been impossible. Uh, that okay. front row was like, that's probably the worst thing that's going to come at us tonight. <laughs> Spoiler, it's not. Spot of the match, Ahmed's uh, horrible longtime issue with wedgies. Oh, it's always, always. 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 Just pick it out. I actually. I love, know you feel it. I love that Ahmed. I think he likes it. That's that used really to happen to Lex Luger a lot, yeah. too. Yeah, and he also used to touch his dick. <laughs> yes. Uh, I love that Ahmed missing the Harlem hangover led to the figure four. Like, mm-hmm. he was selling the knee great, like screaming. But he sold the other knee? Yeah, he sold, yeah, he sold, knee. He sold the wrong knee. You're lucky he sold a knee. Just be glad. <laughs> I think he was really hurt. That's why he, he just happened. No, because I said the end. So, obviously, you have the finish of the match, which is Jeff Jarrett just jumping off the top with the guitar shot. Yeah. The three count, or not even three count, because it's a disqualification. Yeah. 
as he's leaving, Ahmed Johnson full on sprints yes. down the ring, almost catches up to Jeff Jarrett. I am like, who watched this and was like, "Good job, buddy!" Like, sell it. That was him. That was all Ahmed. He was he was too intense at the wrong times. Did I you think, have a spot of the match, Jake? Yeah, my favorite spot of the match was the uh, Super El Kabong off the top rope. I think that was I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Just boom, right on top of the head, falls like a tree. <laughs> um, so, JC, how long did that match feel to you? JC, how that? How long did that match feel to you? I think JC's out of it. That's how good that match was. Uh, um, I will say eight minutes. That match went six minutes and forty seconds. All right, not too bad. Felt longer than not too shabby. Next up, we get an interview with Diesel. Uh, Pangil interviewing Diesel. I really oh, man was Diesel fucking weird on this show or what? So this I, was his. So this was. Oh, right, what were you going to say? say my one note is he's a ninth grader. Like, he's like I'm a ninth grader, <laughs> and I'm like what? <laughs> like that's the part I caught. I'm like what's going on? So he did the. He dropped the title to Bret Hart at uh, Survivor Series, '95. Uh, Diesel had spent the better part of the year being a. Uh, he he was kind of the, the the big corporate champion. He was uh, shaking babies and kissing hands. Shaking and babies, kissing, kissing babies and shaking hands. Uh, and uh, basically, you know, after losing the title to Bret Hart, Diesel snaps. He power bombs him. He shoves like he just has this this reckoning, this moment of reckoning, and then he starts saying that if you're not wearing one of the Diesel gloves, you're against me. And this was kind of like the tweener character he was playing. And it was weird because then at the Royal Rumble here, he's still being friends with Shawn Michaels. But he's kind of – its this is almost the birth of the Kevin Nash we see later on in the NWA. If you want Diesel to respect you, buy your black glove at the mall. I just, I just really thought it was very uh, – he was trying so hard to be cool. Yeah, big guy. I ain't afraid of the dark. I ain't afraid of the dark. <laughs> Who are you going to call? I I afraid no ghosts. <laughs> yeah. Um my so you mentioned it how he used one of his weird like I'm like a ninth grade kid and my parents are gone for the weekend and I'm partying home alone. <laughs> and I don't know what's gonna happen, but it's gonna get crazy. Like, I don't I, like that he got like a bunch of interview segments and each one of them was like, Hey, see you guys at the mall. <laughs> this was the best of the worst. Yeah. Like, like, Welcome to Strawberries and get a couple albums. Strawberries reference, excellent. If if Diesel is the ninth grader, I wrote down that Vince was the ninth grade female who's crushing on him oh, hard yeah. because he's it. like creaming himself. He's like, ah, ha, ha, Big Daddy Cole, oh, parents are out of town. <laughs> oh, what are you doing? Do you have a pool? <laughs> I didn't bring my bathing suit. <laughs> Vince is the cool parent. <laughs> just wants no, to but he was out. the ninth grade girl. I think he's the creepy uncle. Uh, he's gushing. He's, he was gushing all right. He's the, the uncle that comes by and is like, hey, they told me no parties. I see. Oh, I, I guess I didn't see anything. I might have to just hang around a chaperone. <laughs> Listen, I have two rules. One, no drinking. Two, drink them if you got them. <laughs> I know that joke, and I had no idea that's where you go. <laughs> Come on. Come on. You missed rehearsal. <laughs> you missed rehearsal. So uh, next up, we get the Body Donnas versus the Smoking Guns in the uh, most 1996 match that could ever occur. <laughs> Guys, um, what the fuck is a Body Donna? 
Um, uh, well, like you see, well, the commentators told us they're two guys that look the exact same from behind. <laughs> but like, we're very big to put that over the name. Right. That's because just the name. What does it mean? I can tell you, a body Donna does not look like Skip nor Zip. <laughs> I'll say that right now. Is a body Donna a thing? No. I meant so to look they, it up, like but I... prima donna? Like, they're the body donna? I think that... I think you're going... So, yes. Am I, think, I in the right direction? Yes. I think... Because being a big fan of theirs, I just never really understood the name. Yeah. Like, I think they were also going with, like, the fitness type of thing. So, like, the Adonis. Like, you know... Everything seems like a stretch. Like Adonis, body Donis, body Donis. Kind of, that's what. But I also like Mikey's prima donna yeah. thing. All that right. sounds kind of good too. All right. I mean, like whatever works. You know? I mean, I just here's the thing: if we're we are putting more thought into this right now <laughs> than they, they did. did at all back in '95. Twenty plus years later. Can I just say what a fucking dream team Chris Candido and Tom Pritchard are? Yeah, I love man. the body. I love them as a team. Like what a <sighs> like what a great team together. Um, I found this out just today. That uh, when I got Chris Candido's autograph, when I was just a little lumberjake, I was probably 12 years old, I uh, said, hey, can I get that picture of you and Dr. Tom? And then Chris Candido signs it. And he uh, apparently as a rib, he had the promoter of this company go and find Dr. Tom to also autograph it because Dr. Tom hated autographing those. And he did it as a rib to fucking the promoter here just to get him in trouble, That's get him hilarious. heat. And, That's uh, yeah. perfect. And I don't care because I ended up getting a... You got the autograph. Yeah, I got the autograph of both body Donners. You're, you're a little fucking kid. You know, It's not your fault. Yeah. And I was a little... I, it was 2002. Where I'm like, can I get the one of you and Dr. Tom? Like, <laughs> This kid knows his stuff. Whoa. I, I'm not going to lie. I was definitely like, yeah, just trying to show off. Could have uh, said zip. When we want to talk about the testing the waters, the Sunny Meat pre-match promo, and then Perfect, Mr. Perfect, everything he said after this was all innuendo. All... My God! You fucking want, up until the gold dust match. Um, this felt like a very. This is definitely a Smoky Mountain style tag match. And I loved it. Oh, I, I listen. Too. I there were so many spots in this match that I was recording for later. <laughs> it's just like, yep, yeah. stealing that, stealing that. Definitely. I had that like I was telling Lumberjake like I had my first impressions like when I hear the match like who's in the match I'm like how do I feel about it This is one of those where I'm like this is gonna be a good match. Isn't Lumberjake so good at making the sounds of ripping paper? Yeah, it paper? sounds like he's ripping notebook paper, but he's not. He's yeah. just doing it. Oh, oh, oh my goodness. Uh, weird to be here and actually see him do this <laughs> compared to just listening to it. Exactly. Right. Hold on, is that thunder outside? Oh, whoa. <laughs> he's now ruined the microphone. <laughs> he ruined the microphone the second he talked into it. Uh, so speaking of uh, weird transition phases, Billy's sans mustache or mullet, uh, but Bart's still holding on to it. Well, as I said, I, my first note was Bart looks like looks like a jacked up Nick Patrick. <laughs> like he's like that that stash just really goes a long way. Makes uh, him age him like thirty years. I thought the I thought the fucking smoking guns were super cool when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Same. I thought they were cool yeah. cowboys and with the mullets and the mustaches. I'm like, yeah. Because they weren't just cowboys; they were rodeo cowboys. Yeah, I, I, so. I miss how they used to shoot their guns out when they yeah, yeah. yeah. They had to smoke them out. Yeah, it was oh, so fun good. Fact: Billy Gunn actually was in a rodeo. Yeah, he, he uh, went he to high school or college on a rodeo yes. scholarship. <laughs> that is a true story. Is it also true if he was a badass? Uh, he was an ass man, actually. Yeah, he, oh. he loves to rub him. He loves to pick him. He loves but to shove him. But is he? He was always him. number one. To pick an ass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Talk about that. That's a little weird. Was he ever into voodoo, <laughs> kins, or possibly the mafia? <laughs> no, but he did go through this weird rockabilly phase. Oh, oh all right. 
Everything. We got them all. So good. Yeah. We got everything. Yeah, uh, that's it. About no, there's one more. Oh. One more. Oh, no. no he already hit that one. I already got it. Yeah. Oh. No, he didn't. Oh. Good one, Lumby. Thank you. Um. I need Woo! I love to stick them. I love to lick them. I, uh, I love this whole fucking match. Amazing. Um, right from the get-go. I love the fucking... The, uh, both Bondanas get backdropped over to the outside. The, the, yes. Both, both the what? The... The ba- body donnas. Badonnas? Yeah, the, the badonnas. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. See, I yeah. like that. Yeah, the badonnas. The double hard way to the outside was amazing. And then what the plancha. Spot. And then the plancha right after that's that. My, that's my <laughs> spot of the match. Oh, right it is. Sorry. So, so um, they double hard way one of the smoking guns, and then they go to do it to the other guy. But he let's, let, go. let's go, and then hard way them, way out. them outside, followed by an Through awesome the hard way. dive, which was just fantastic. Yeah, Billy Gunn dives over the top, but Bart pulls it down. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that wasn't like, they started off with a sweet little fucking uh, opening thing where it was headlock, shoulder fucking block, drop down, leapfrog, heads, there's a back body drop, low bridge out of the ring. It was crazy. This should have been the opener. This would have been such a better yeah. opener. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Show, because yeah. these guys were just... They were on fire. Jared, Jared and Ahmed should have went on after Brett and Undertaker. <laughs> after everyone left. So no one had to see it. Um, just, so at the point of the match where um, basically Sonny is selling and hurt on the outside. That was, and she took a fucking pretty gnarly bump herself. She did. Uh, but it just goes back to Vince being so oblivious to the own goddamn show that he's fucking booking and commentating on. Yeah. Uh, after the spot's over with uh, the Badanas, they go ahead and <laughs> they are able to get control over the match. Yeah. Sonny pops up like she's, ah, I fooled you. And then Vince McMahon, 30 seconds later, who knows what role Sonny will play in this match? Uh, motherfucker, did you not just watch what happened a half a minute ago? He doesn't even watch his own product. Like, yeah. She she got involved in the match and helped turn the tide for her team. He was too busy uh, yelling at the color commentators. Yes. Oh, my God. It pissed me off so much. Can we also just... I really want to say... That guy with perfect sucks. I love... 1996 Sunny. Oh, yeah. oh, my God. Listen, like... Okay, so here's yeah. the thing. Okay, 96 Sunny or 92 Missy Hyatt? 96 oh. Sunny. 96 cool. Sunny. I'm with him on that. Yeah, I have, to go, I have to go with Sunny as well. I'm going Missy Hyatt. You're contrarian. You were like six at that point. Yeah. Listen, I was at peak puberty. Um, yeah, which is like, why, you know, see, I was before puberty when Medusa came around, so when, right. when Sunny came around, Not I was Medusa, you saying Missy. Either one. Same thing. Well, no, no, no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, about this before. They're, they okay. could have been Only easily... Only one was in the speech blast in 1992. They could have been which easily Which was actually, switched. ironically, the last one I did. Yes. <laughs> Bringing the full circle. It's not irony. That was just the last one you were on. Yeah. Shh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, But, okay. Listen, so in 96, I loved Marlena, though. No. No way. But here, listen. Compared to Sonny, I'm going Sonny. Yeah. Listen. Marlena actually seemed ugly to me as a child. I like the big Capanzas. I was really into that. So, like, you know. Definitely a boot man. You know, so I really liked that for Marlena. When she showed up on TV, like, Capanzas. Fucking Vince calls Zip Flip at one point. He doesn't even know their names. And it was after he did, like, a plancha over the top rope. Well, because he was originally supposed to come in as Flip. Oh. And then they changed it for when they went on TV to Zip. Oh, I didn't even know that. So Vince is just, he just couldn't get it out of his head. He just reverted back to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So Sunny 96, though, I'll tell you who they, they really backed the wrong horse with uh, Sable. They should have stuck with Sunny. Holy shit. Yeah. Vince loved Sable, though. He was in love with her. You know why? 
Gabanzas. All right, let's. Uh, okay, so let's go to oh, the finish. Talk I, about this. Um, weird the, finish. Yeah, um, a little sloppy, but I liked it. Uh, so it, the body don is or the uh, smoking guns hit their finisher, the sidewinder, <laughs> which is a sidewalk slam close or a sidewalk leg slam leg drop off the top rope. They make the pin, but Sonny's distracting the ref. Uh, Skips comes off with the most devastating finish in tag team wrestling, honestly. The, the double, double axe handle to the back of the head of a person that's being pinned. And it's a shocking two count. Pushes Pritchard out, goes for the pin. Did it, it did you look you guys like Jack Doan called for the three? Like did it look yeah. like he like called it like one to like and he wanted to call it for the three? Yeah, kinda of But like he was like, No, 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 two. I didn't catch that. I just it to me it made me have to go back because like I remember watching the finish live. I'm like, oh yeah, you know, blah, blah, blah. at the time, I'm like, did they fuck up that finish? Well, maybe was... he's trying to sell it like, oh, that should yeah. have been a three count. Were the Badana supposed to win this match? <laughs> the body done is uh, they dumped Bart out of the ring. They go for a double suplex on Billy, and then, or uh, actually, it was a double suplex on Bart. Billy's tossed out of the ring. Billy hits a spear on. I love. Skip, I kind of love the finish. It was which sloppy. Knocks but... him down. It looked like he was going for a roll up rather than just falling on top of him. Yeah. It kind of turned him into a cradle. Like it a, was trying to get like a small package. I feel like they were trying for a small package. I thought they also thought they were kind of trying to do it like a double pin type of thing, but they but it, they just didn't. Obviously. I actually thought that was a really cool way to end it because they already hit the big finish. It looks like oh the body dons are going to take it. Um, I still had my note. I think body donna should have went over. Yeah, I agree. I thought, I, but this match to me was like phenomenal because really so by this point. Um, so we're 96. So they won the titles finally at WrestleMania, right? And the vacant nope. titles. They didn't? Oh, no, they did. Definitely did. No, oh. he's saying that Rui didn't write down his vote yet. Oh, and I oh, gave oh, him oh. a pen and a piece of paper. And I was so curious of what. <laughs> but uh, the Body Donnas finally won the belts at Mania, but like... Wasn't it on the pre-show? Yep. Free for all, brother. Yeah, um, it was... Uh, they, who they beat? The Godwins? Yeah. Well, was it the Godwins? I feel like it was the Godwins. Wasn't it a four-way tag? No, I think it was a one-on-one. They did a lot of four-way tags back in 96. Sonny did so many four-way tags. It was <laughs> crazy. You wouldn't believe it. The combinations. Oh. Uh, let's go around with the spots for the match. I already did mine. It was All the right. uh, hard way in. Um, yeah, I think I'm, I, I'm going to go with the finish. As sloppy as it ended up being, I thought it was very creative, especially something for 96, and because this was a very really Smoky Mountain-style yeah, match. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it was your spot of the match. Um, I really I liked what Mikey was saying, but I'm gonna just pick something different. So where they had the double drop down, where both body donors are in the ring. Yes, and then um, it led to Billy was also within the yes. drop downs. Both so guys drop down. Both guys are dropping down. One being Billy. Then they double noggin knocker into each other. Into in, each other, and then backed and hit um, Billy, Billy in which the caused head. the double down. I thought that was which cool. I thought was great. I loved that spot. Minus if I was in tag team wrestling, I would steal that spot. Minus the drop down. <laughs> Minus you the guy who the drop down. Um, my favorite, my spot of the match was when Zip hit a doctor bomb on Skip onto Billy. Yeah, yes. that was awesome. like he, I like Vince couldn't cut you. What is this? What a maneuver! What a maneuver! Oh, One, two, three. It's all over. With. Time to go home. Wash your kids. Get a snap. Oh, two, two. Only two. <laughs> JC, uh, how long did that match feel to you? Uh, eight minutes. The match went eleven minutes and fourteen mm, seconds. Nice. But that's what happens when you're so entertained. Yes, and absolutely. things are happening. Again, why this should have been the opener. Ladies and gentlemen, we get billionaire Ted's wrestling war. Oh, yeah, man. with a special appearance by Vince Russo. A very young Vince Russo. Um, we have uh, we have the huckster, the nacho man, and then apparently, according to Dave Meltzer, there were people in that room 
trying to look like Bill Barons and uh, Harvey Shear, Schiller, whatever the guy's name was. But nobody knew that. No, nobody. No, they just no, looked like guys in suits. Exactly. Oh, and there was also the scheme gene. I don't One of those men being Vince Russo. Uh, they just good point, JC. Good point, JC. Young Vince Russo. Listen, I was definitely not, you know, I was definitely paying attention. Not paying to attention. Hey, have you tried doing this one, Hawkster? I ain't done it in my career. I ain't doing it now. <laughs> I ain't gonna do it. So I will say... As a kid, I watched a lot of WWF. I didn't really watch WCW. Me so neither. when I saw these promos, I didn't understand it. I thought they were just making fun of Macho I Man. I watched them and I was like, burn, burn notice. <laughs> <laughs> Little smart JC. <laughs> well, because I'm like, like, they're making fun of these guys. But like, in, in all fairness now, it's like, what was the... The payoff to them, like besides taking a shot at yeah, I established that superstars that are in new a- generation, brother. I thought those are guys that weren't even wrestling anymore. You know, yeah, I thought they were dead. I thought it was very meta of them to do it. Like we're trying to get the WWF superstars, but they're not budging. And then a month later, you just got Hall, you know, and Kevin Nash. Yeah, right. Like, oh, so that's the payoff to the angle. Yeah, they so actually you, went. They did it. They got them the jump shit. So billionaire Ted's wrestling war room is the. The, the, the catalyst of the NWO. And also at, the, yes. at that same time, WCW would be running promos um, with Diesel as Oz or Razor Ramon. Is that true? Yes. Yeah. I saying, that. Yeah, these during, guys. during commercial bumpers, mm-hmm. they would have, you know, who the big boys play, and they would be beating WWF guys. The second Vader signed with WWF, the next show was... Hogan beating Vader, mm-hmm. Flair beating That's Vader. So funny, yeah. I didn't even realize that. So it was happening on both sides. Because I mean, Mikey and I, we were definitely the hardcore marks at the time. Fucking Eric Bischoff was straight up reading, watching, watching Raw, and just reading results as they happened. Yes, yes. No, Shawn Michaels beats Psycho Sid with a savat kick that wouldn't beat a. Shawn green Michaels belt. beats the big guy with the super kick. Fucking don't switch over. A green belt throws a better one. <laughs> He's the fucking new Dennis Miller. <laughs> uh, it was a it was an awesome time to be a wrestling fan, but that's not to say that I enjoyed the Billionaire Ted skits. And I was especially mad what when WrestleMania 12 was announced, and because they were doing the Iron Man match, there was only going to be like six matches on the show. And one well, of the featured what? matches was the Huckster versus that, the Nacho that Man. The, that was the free for all. Yes. That was the free-for-all match. Yes, you're right. You are correct. That's what it was. And um, then, uh, but that was promoted as it being It was promoted on the main card yeah. for WrestleMania. And I was like, wait, so they're not going to have... Wait, you're not, they're not going to have Madonna's on there? <laughs> and, like, why can't Hog get his shot? Like, what the heck? Wait, Come you on. really, like, hoping that Hog would get in? No, I'm just being... <laughs> I'm being, throwing it out I'm, there. Yeah, I'm just... Uh, my cousin Shailen had a crush on Phineas Godwin. Oh, <laughs> here's the cute one. <laughs> Here's a cutie patootie. That's the one Sonny liked when she was flirting with him. Fucking, uh, she didn't really like him, though. Of course she did. (laughs) Um, And then during the Huckster versus Nacho Man match, they they had Vince McMahon and Jerry Lawler silhouettes at the bottom of the screen. Like Mystery Science Theater 3000. Bounce all over the place, aren't we? Well, we're still kind of talking about this. Well, we are bouncing around a lot. All right, so we have Razor (laughs) versus Goldust in the most uncomfortable feud of Uh, 1997. They had a promo leading up to it, which I liked. Oh, like the video you? package? Well, yeah, because the, the <laughs> video... Well, I, I like when they called him the madman. For some oh, yeah. reason, the I mad just guy. <laughs> but then later on in the match, Mr. Perfect was like, man, if he loses tonight, he'll be the sad, sad guy. guy. <laughs> <laughs> Taking that one-liner shot at him. This um, Scott Hall beating up Goldust was the most horribly offensive but so fucking cool, cool. angle. So, uh, little 1996 Mark J.C., uh, not J.C. Marks, but Mark J.C. Uh, <laughs> uh, That's how his name is in the phone book? Yes. Yeah. Um, 
this was a real pushing the envelope type of angle. It was. And the brawl the week before that they showed in the, the backstage out in the snow and in the back, and they're just beating the fuck out of each other and, you know, Hall's fucking kicking the shit out of the officials. In Maine. I thought it was real. I was totally bought, like, oh, man, he finally crossed the line. But, like, this is the exact same thing as we talked about earlier but they wouldn't with be filming the Ahmed us. thing. Where listen, it's people, again, 96, 13 years old, I was just in, like... But so the Ahmed thing was, like, that... It's the same thing. Like it's not people the getting same. pissed off because no, Razor Ramon had an air of realism. Yes, I, I do feel that Ramon the way Especially he's wearing his leather jacket and he kept falling in the snow. Yeah, there was <laughs> couldn't stay on his feet. But, but genuinely, like something like that where he's so pissed and he's trying to beat him up. So you, it sold you on that. He, like as soon as he threw the trash can and then fell on his ass, Jason's like, "Oh fuck, it's real." Yes, because That's in any other world, wouldn't the, they just retape it and yeah. make sure that they don't mess up? So they just had that moment of like, "Oh fuck, we're like we're we're following this. We're it just gonna see what seem, happens." It doesn't seem like pre-done or like right. too overly produced. Like sometimes you need a little bit of like sloppiness to make it feel yeah. more real. I heard you like them extra sloppy. Lady, you're scaring us. I also said that in '96. Being gay got you heat. Yeah, yeah. like uh, we've heat. talked about this on the podcast before. As as like 2008, 2010, that was still a big way to yes, get heat. Yes, um, there is a uh, there's a 2018 f bomb chant. If you know what I mean, they they chant faggot at him. Okay, oh, why did you just say that? Oh, because last time 2018 f bomb. Last time that word was said on there, you uh, you edited yourself out of saying it. No, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what the context wow. of what you're saying. What's the point of editing it out if we're just going to talk about it later? Hold for edit. <laughs> and oh, I'm not taking... Damn it, I'm not taking time. Oh, no. Yeah, we, didn't also, we also didn't write down our fucking... Uh, yeah, we really... The pen doesn't work either. Uh, and your shirts are too tight too, Billy. Uh, <laughs> one of the things that I, I laughed about with this entire thing is that, is it mind games or is it wanting to fuck Razor Ramon? <laughs> Why can't it be both? <laughs> Like, Pigeonhole him to just one. Yeah. Option. Why can it only be one of two things? Yeah, two birds, one stone. I want to be Intercontinental Champion. I want to put it in his butt. Yeah. Uh, do you think that they brought the Marlena character in to make it big? Yes. Like, he's not gay. Yes. He's just yes. weird. In, in the lead up we, to this, I was uh, listening. To, I listened to the What Happened When or the um, Something to Wrestle With about Gold Dust. And um, the way Dave Meltzer put it, said they brought Marlena in to make him less of an exclamation point and more of a question mark. I, I like that exclamation. So my note was Marlena brought in to ease off the homoeroticism and more mind games. Okay. However, here's my- when I was a kid, the rumor I heard was that that was going to be revealed as a man. That Marlena was going to yes. be as Okay. Um, I did hear a rumor that she might have been fashioned with a fake penis at one point uh, as, as a prop. Really? Interesting. <laughs> so, yeah, because that was around the time, I don't know if you guys remember... Um, you guys remember the naked gun, <laughs> the for, the thirty three and yes. the third? Yeah, Where that the was chick actually had my favorite. Nicole Smith with the dick. Yeah, that, yes. that was my favorite naked gun movie. Yeah, it's the, the best one. one. I swear, this is my favorite uh, one. But there was a, there was and there was some, it was another famous thing around that time of like the revelation that like, it was a crying oh, game. Was yes, crying game was another thing. So like uh, it Ace was Ventura. Ace so Ventura, like, yeah. Marlena potentially having a dick that's absolutely wow. on the table. Yeah. But here's the thing. Bazangas. <laughs> here's the thing. She's a biological woman. <laughs> It's my new favorite bit, JC. <laughs> it's the cold medicine. Um, I'm just fucked up on this. So as much as I love the whole package with Marlena and Goldust, why the fuck didn't the Usher stick around? How cool is that? Like guy? that was just so. It really just tied well, in the he whole. He had a lot of homework to do, so he couldn't get. 
I like the Vince McMahon really pushing the her being in a director's chair. Be like, oh, she's directing. What, what is she doing? Director. She's sitting on the on a director's chair. I couldn't. She's directing him to do things. I couldn't find the name, but the usher was like somebody like in the prop department, something like that. He was actually a human prop. Yes, he really was. Um. So my favorite, Vin, the most Vince-like thing that Vince could possibly do. Golas is coming out. Marlena, she's there. What? A woman. <laughs> this is most unusual. <laughs> like Vince, oh, come on! What do you, Shut up! What do you think Razor's saying to Goldust? Oh, let's ooze together, Chico. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> uh, another thing: once she gets into the ring and they can see it, my goodness. That cigar's not lit. <laughs> That's why. Why is that a point? Like, holy shit, that cigar's not lit. Holy, look, we just fucking busted a hole. We know who killed JFK. We know who the fuck did it. Are you kidding me? Vince drives <laughs> yeah, me crazy. Yeah, that, that made no sense to me either. I was so curious about That being said, after we did Insurrection, it was kind of nice to hear Vince on commentary. I, I thought the same thing when the show started. Like, all right, we got some Vince here. I'm pretty excited about it. Um, I love how Howard Finkel rolls his R's when he introduces Razor. Razor Ramon. Yes. Just so good. All right, ready? Everybody do it. <laughs> <laughs> Razor. Razor. Oh, so three out of four of us can do it. Wait, I just did it. Yeah. One, two, three. Lumberjay couldn't Wait, do it. Wait, why did you point at yourself twice? One, two, three. That was once. And Lumberjay couldn't do it. So. Lumberjay, do it right now. I can't well, roll my can't. Yo, ready? <laughs> One, two, three, go. Razor Ramon. I'm going to need a new uh, screen for that <laughs> microphone. Good thing we have I the mic I feel really bad for friend. Aww. You burping acid? What the hell's going on over there? Yeah, this, that's like the fifth reason you should be bad for my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Many other things. I also thought it was kind of interesting, obviously, with a couple of stints out of the WWF. 23 years later, Dustin Rhodes still there as gold yeah. dust. Yes. Like uh, when 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 he debuted in '95, could you ever imagine that today he would be there in the WWE doing this gimmick? It's like it's the under it's like the Undertaker thing. Like these are yeah. two stupid gimmicks on paper that should never have made. worked. Like that it only worked because of the people who played them. Have you guys watched the uh, the Mix Max Mix One Match yes. Challenge? Everything on I watched the most recent. Um, did you watch the Goldust and Mandy Rose match? Yes. yes. Like I thought it was, that I thought was a fun. So I think you would love this show, would, Mikey, because, because it doesn't take place in the WWE universe. No. It's own its own pocket universe where they're so, doing it's all only the, on Facebook, and they have a lot of fun. Like you can actually see that the wrestlers are enjoying what they're doing because they can laugh and they're joke. working, brother. They're just going out there and having fun. Yeah, yeah like in, in one of the most recent ones, the fans voted on who's going to guest referee: Kurt Angle or Daniel Bryan. Just fun. So Daniel Bryan won. Yeah. Well, and which one was it, Daniel or Brian? Spoilers. Spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, but, like, so the Goldust-Mandy Rose match, Mandy Rose was a last-minute uh, replacement in the match. Alicia for Fox injured... got hurt. Yeah. Oh, um, okay? No, that's why she was out of the room. Car accident. Car. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, you know, Goldust is playing, and they're doing, like, these cutesy, like, like Goldust wants a kiss, and then, like, they're just doing all oh, these... that was a great spot. Yeah, like... Yeah, the kiss thing was great. It was just, like, watching it, and, like... It's just so much fun. I'm like, holy shit, like 23 years, like reinventing himself and coming up with little, like Dustin Rhodes fucking just has He's a it, great man. worker. Yeah. Great worker. And if you think of it, like I feel like he's done so much better now than yes. he did 10, 15 years ago. Well, when yeah. you look at this match specifically, he's forced to do so much stalling. Oh, well, that was one of the things I hated about the start and stop of this match. Yeah, but. Just way too much of it. For him, it fucking story. worked because people were, he's Honestly, weird. his match didn't 
drag for I me. I agree. Like, it didn't seem like he was doing it to just to Well, because it stall. told the story. Because Razor was on top. He powdered. Razor was on top. He so powdered. was he a powder top? Yes. Powder bottom. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Goldust, I feel like he's the reason that the word mind games became such a buzzword in wrestling. I feel like it was more than The Undertaker. I feel it was... Goldust that really well, brought that to the forefront. Goldust and then Mankind when he came in. Okay, yeah. Because he had the pay-per-view with the skull with the Mankind right. mask. But awesome. I think it's also pretty interesting that Goldust and Mankind teamed up too. Like yeah. They were both the king of the mind games. Yeah, the mom when he was calling him mommy. <laughs> that was so creepy. Uh, Razor Ramon hated this angle and was a major reason for him to start looking elsewhere for work because he despised this feud with Goldust. He said that his sons watched it and he didn't want his sons watching this kind of stuff and he didn't want to have any part of it and he would bury fucking the gimmick to everyone and he would him and Goldust almost got into fucking fights because in the snow (laughs) (laughs) even out of the snow Um, is Goldust Slash Dustin Reynolds, the a uh, 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 guy who's been on most episodes of Best in Show. He has to be at this point. He's yeah, he's got to be up. He's there. been on all the WCW shows so far. I believe, I believe so. so. And he this, wasn't. Was, was he, he a part of insurrection? insurrection? I think he was on Insurrection. <laughs> I mean, killing it. That just shows. So he's only there. missed barely legal ninety-seven. Mm-hmm. And he was like in the background. He was like in the crowd. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like, like this is out. the dance. This is the dance. Hold for edit. <laughs> Um, so I love when uh, Razor got his chest rubbed up by Goldust oh that was great and Mr. Perfect goes when's he gonna check him for a hernia next (laughs) Um, I also like to that led to the spin around Razor slaps Goldust in the ass and and Goldust likes it he's like selling it and then he's like ooh yeah he gets punched in the fucking face yeah that's he didn't like that that's my favorite spot of the match right there it's a very horribly homophobic well it starts off it definitely is I I have it written down so much homophobia going on Fom- homophobia <laughs> um, but that part starts off with Goldust slapping the shit out of Razor first yep. yes slaps yes. the fuck out of yep. him yep sure does uh, I, to me it was impressive watching Goldust manhandle Razor Ramon uh, you forget how big these two yes. guys are like Dustin is basically just tossing Razor around. Razor Ramon looked. He has a look of a badass that I feel like not even Stone Cold has. He just looks like he's a motherfucker. Like he just beat the shit out of you. Uh, so it was guy. with yeah. it was with Beach Blast that we just watched, right? Where he made his debut. It was the Diamond Stud. Yep. Or no, it's coming up. We just yeah, we just yeah. He made, and yeah. he made his debut, and he looked so fucking huge, like probably even bigger than he is more than likely six. Yeah. But like even in ninety six, he's just so imposing. So I think that's what was impressive for me to see Dustin Rhodes throwing him around. Um, I also love Marlena cheating in front of the referee. Yeah. And the poor referee has to just look away because Marlena's like blatantly like blows the, the Marlena gold blows dust. gold dust in Razor's eyes. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, Good so win. Goldust goes for a moonsault. I guess. And he gets cut off, crotched on the top rope, super back suplex. One, two, three, kid runs out, hits a spin kick off the top. One, two, three, kid. And we really must have new... confused Vince. One, two, three, it's over. I mean, kid. <laughs> so I also had to say, in the first three matches, you had, and this is maybe just being a wrestler, but you had double axe handles off the top rope or second rope. And you also had both female valets faking an injury. Yeah, that's true. In, ba- in oh, back she twisted matches, her ankle. Yeah. Like, both times you have them faking stuff out. And then I believe later, another manager fakes. Oh, yeah, whatever. But the 
Yeah, you tell I, yourself yeah, that. Yeah, I have no idea what I'm saying. Stroke. <laughs> You're never going to be on this podcast again. <laughs> never again. There goes my run. I need that peaky the back. Two-time, yeah, two-time we're, peaky We're going to need your award back. We need to but give that to somebody else. It's one of those things I feel like just from being a wrestler, like they talk to you about you like, watching the show. You shouldn't do it so much. But it's like it was a constant theme, like the double axe handles, female valets, fake hurting themselves. Figure especially, fours. Especially on a show with so little matches, and yes. you have these things going on as well. And each match has so much time. I felt like uh, they had a, a decent amount of time that like they should be able to come up with something besides a double axe handle and a female valet Gold, faking an injury. Goldust puts a sleeper hold on Razor Ramon, and they start implying that he's going to rape him in his sleep. <laughs> Isn't he? <laughs> it's all mind game. All right. So we got so spots. Oh, spots in the match. Um, I'll go with mine first. Um, my favorite spot of the match was probably when Goldust hid behind Marlena. They went. They went back in the ring, like, and then they went back out, hid behind Marlena, went back in the ring, and then finally hides behind Marlena. Razor Room picks her up, moves her out of the way, and when he does, he gets jumped by Goldust. Mm-hmm. Yep. I thought that was very smart. I have to say, I liked the ass slapping. I thought that was yeah. a great spot. Yeah, that was did. great. I'm with Ruli on that one. Um, my spot. I loved Razor's choke slam. Yeah, because uh, he never really pulled that out all the time. So, like, seeing him do that was like, oh shit, desperation maneuver. I really, I was a fan. Also, he hits a low blow to break a sleeper hold, which as a baby face seems weird, but it's like Gold is getting his come up in, in the story of the match. Yeah. Like, yeah, hit that guy in the dick and ball. Because that was, work. because then when we talked about his going up for his moonsault, he gets crossed again. People are like, yes, his again. balls are getting hurt because he's a bad gay person. JC, how long did that match feel to you? 33 minutes. No, it was probably like uh, 13. Uh, 14, 17. Job, JC. All right. So we get a few promos before. Before you get there, I want to point something out. Uh, there was a nev- uh, there was an advertised match that did not end up happening on this show. What was that? It was supposed to be the WWF Women's Championship. Alundra Blaze defending against Aja Kong. Really? I would have loved that. I love that. It Aja was Kong. originally announced and advertised in the WWF magazine. Okay. And, of course, in December 1995... She jumped through that women's championship right into the trash at Monday Nitro. So, so the match was called off. So I guess before we get to the promos, uh, I found every rumored and contacted person for the Royal Rumble 1996. How? I, I listened really to interviews. I read articles. And the following people were rumored to be contacted. The Ultimate Warrior who would be back for WrestleMania 12, so that one's fully plausible. Rick Martel. Terry Funk, who they actually mentioned. Bam Bam Bigelow, who uh, was supposed to be in it, and not only that, he was in the pre-show promos of People Announced in one of the build-ups. Nature Boy Buddy Landell, in a spot very similar to Doug Gilbert's, where he was going to be the Smoky Mountain Wrestling representative in the Royal Rumble. Uh, Dan the Beast Severin was contacted. He was... Uh, he was the winner of UFC 5. He lost at UFC 6 to Ken Shamrock, and then he was a couple months out of, from winning the Ultimate Ultimate, the most uh, intense UFC tournament up until that point. Um, they contacted him. He defeated in that tournament uh, both Tank Abbott, WCW alumni, and ECW alumni Paul Varlins. Okay. And he, uh, he decided against it because of his UFC things. But he had a history in wrestling. He was the NWA champion before that, and he was actually in NWA well before he was in UFC, which is fun. Um, We have boxer Peter McNeely was contacted. Peter McNeely was infamous for fighting Mike Tyson fresh out of the uh, prison 
Mike Tyson had just gotten out of jail. He was from Boston, Massachusetts. This was a big deal around here. It really was. And he was a he was a like a big big thing. You know, like this man from Medford was going to fight Mike Tyson. He lasted eighty nine seconds. They contacted him and they wanted him to stay eighty nine seconds in the Royal Rumble and then get eliminated. No, he should have lasted ninety seconds in the Royal Rumble. Just one ah. second more. Um, I would started. I fell down a Peter McNeely wormhole. <laughs> In 2006, Peter McNeely was arrested in his hometown of Norwood, Massachusetts for punching a man and stealing his wallet for $200. A few years later, he was arrested for driving the getaway car in a store robbery where they they recovered the money and the fanny pack that he stole. And I, and I found, a, in Googling him, I found an article written by this guy who said he was driving down the street in this old shitbox car at 2 a.m. pulls up next to him and starts revving their engine and fucking beeping at him like he wants to race, but they don't want to. So they try to like get away from him, but he follows him and he fucking pulls across two lanes, both northbound lanes of traffic in Dedham. <laughs> and he Amazing. pulls his car across there, gets out of the car and confronts them. And it's fucking Peter McNeely. <laughs> what a psychopath. Wow. And then... Peter McNeely was driving around with his headlights off, and then a car flashed their high beams, and then in this gang initiation, he turned his high beams on and chased them down into a car accident. And then apparently they offered Peter McNeely $5,000, but he never responded. But got that fucking $200 at the store that he fucking robbed. And in what what is the most crazy thing to me, Sabu was going to be in the 1996 Royal Rumble. See, that's not that crazy to me, only because he was already on Nitro in 95. The WWF had agreed to bring in Sabu, and we're even going to do a spot where he wasn't going to get eliminated. He was going to set up a table, put someone on it, jump over the top rope, through the table, eliminate himself. Oh, the Mil Mascaris. Yes. So he was going to do that. Um, and the WWF were going to bring him in, and then Paul Heyman talked him out of it. And then other wrestlers <laughs> talked him out of not doing it so he contacted his uncle the original sheik who contacted the wwf and they said we'll do it you can accompany him to the ring you'll have a moment and then paul Heyman convinced sabu again to pull out where they had to re-record all the pre-packages and all the build-up because they had east they had sabu in there and even on the hotline, they announced ECW Sabu will be in the thing. And Paul Heyman said, we're going to be on pay-per-view soon, so I don't want people to think that we're a lower league than WWF. But I think that's the complete opposite would happen. He wasn't getting eliminated. He was doing his big spot. I would have lost my fucking shit if Sabu showed up. Amazing. Yes. So those are, the, uh, those are all the rumors for, uh, swirling around and some of the people that were contacted, not contacted, and so on. I'll cool. tell you who I wish was in the Royal Rumble. Dr. Unger. Dr. Jeffrey Unger? Yeah. Yes, Shawn Michaels' doctor who was in front of a... Um, who was in front of a... Chalkboard. A chalkboard that, that had... They had a leftover from Dean Douglas. It was... Uh, they had like... It said like inoculations today and it said MMR, which was uh, measles, measles, mumps, and rubella. They had the Hepe and then Larium, which was misspelled. They had it spelled L-A-R-I-U-M. It's actually L-A-R-I-A-M, and it's used to treat and prevent malaria. Fucking idiots. <laughs> yeah, well, he's not a spelling bee champion. He's a doctor. Uh, we got a promo from him. We got a promo from Owen Hart, Jake Roberts, Jerry Lawler, Barry Horribowitz, and Vince, uh, Vader, and also HBK. 
But again, the fact that Dr. Unger gets a Talking Heads like hype video. Yes, both Shawn Michaels and Dr. Unger. <laughs> Elephants is like, and we have some of the superstars discussing their numbers. But and also, <laughs> um, so well, number one, who could it be? Who is it? It's it's Triple H. I know. <laughs> um, and oh, what? <laughs> Such cruel fate. Number two is Henry Godwin. Um, Henry O. Godwin. I didn't realize uh, that Henry Godwin was already coming out to Country Boy at this point. Could you tell from the horribly yes. edited? Why can't they play fucking Country Boy? Because they don't that's own it. a. Uh, I think that's a. I like think Atlantic Records or something? I think Hillbilly Jim has the copyright on I, that. I believe you're right. So he, wow. That's his song. Good for Hillbilly. He's, uh, he still hosts a country music show on Sirius XM. Late Are you night serious? Country. Yeah. XM? God damn it. Um, some guy in the crowd has a Cactus Jack sign. I'm so sorry, sir. Yeah. You're going to be let down. Bang, bang, bang. Big bunch of cactuses. Yeah, front row. We were so excited. Oh, he was, he was like, I know it. He's coming. Yeah. Because he, he was signed, But right? if fucking Sabu showed up, that guy would have lost, lost his, his fucking shit. mind. Yes. Holy shit. Um, I, I love that Backlund. So Backlund was three, right? Yes. Um, I love how strong Backlund is that he nearly got Henry Godwin out hard way. Like, mm-hmm. all, like, like Godwin was like, oh, God, shit. Yeah, Godwin was like, oh, my God. He's really going to try to eliminate me. That's the same thing he did to Diesel in 94. He just shot his legs. It was like lifting him over. Like, you don't fuck with Backlund. Backlund's a fucking shooter. And um, not even the oldest guy that's going to be in this match either. Oh, no. Um, all right, go, who's next? Number four is Jerry the King Lawler. I love his mullet. <laughs> I actually put with mullet. <laughs> that's um, a great 96 mullet. It really was. Um, in spoiler alert, probably my spot of the match, uh, they do a whole thing with all the slop. Where they, uh, all the, everyone that's come into the ring so far has been like aristocrat-esque. Bob Backlund, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, Jerry Lawler, and then you have Henry Gobbin, the hog farmer. So they jump on him. They hold his arms. They're going to slop. Jerry Lawler's going to slop him. He ends up getting kicked in the stomach. He fights out. And Henry Godwin, as they all con- uh, like consolidate on the outside, he proceeds to slop the entire front row who thought Ahmed Johnson was going to be their biggest fucking worry. <laughs> um, I love at this point, Vince Man has forgotten Henry Godwin's name. He just keeps on calling him hog farmer. Yep. Oh, look at that. Hog Farmer's almost out. Yeah, too bad Jim Ross was in there. Oh, old Hank. <laughs> <laughs> Number five. Bob Spark, Hog Holly, start your engines. <laughs> Thurman Sparky Plug. Number six. <laughs> King Mabel. King Mabel. Huge. I also literally huge. He's the second king in this Royal yes. Rumble. Yes, it's yes. going to be huge. Number seven. Jake the fucking Snake Roberts and five-year-old Lumberjig is losing his shit right now. I actually thought of you when he came out. I'm like, Lumberjig must have been really excited for I this. I was going crazy. I couldn't fucking handle it. That's when I realized this rumble was a real gimmick rumble with the slot bucket, with the snake spot. Yep. I loved it. Yeah, all, no, the, all, all the random entrances. All the <laughs> random entrance. Um, so the ring clears out. He throws Damien in the ring. Uh, of course, who's the one to take it but Jerry Lawler? Of course. I do like that the snake instantly ran to its handler, though. I felt like it's in the ring, and it just yes. goes right to the handler. I right always the loved hand. the handler. That's the first there, time I've ever... There was some guy. But that was the first time I've ever seen a handler. Jerry's attendant is here. I understand it's because His name is Rumble, Mitch. Yes. But he's a good friend. But did you see how much he struggled to carry that bag yeah. once yeah. the snake was in there? And he, like, Jake just fucking carries it Over like it's nothing. Shoulder. 
It, fucking man. Fucking Jake the Snake. He's uh, This is a big return after, I believe he was gone since 92. Yep, WrestleMania 8 was his last appearance. Yeah, so... This is Bible-thumping Jake, right? Yes. yes. This is the big debut, and this was... He was actually also on the <laughs> list of rumored people to be brought in, but he was one that was actually brought in. Cool. Also on that list was uh, number 8, Dory Funk Jr. Or as Vince says, Oh, yeah, Dory <laughs> Funk! <laughs> And that just makes me go back to the fact that at the end of the day, Vince McMahon is just a little fucking Mark who loves his guys that he grew up watching from his dad's promotion and the Funk Brothers. Like, that's why that's why Terry can do whatever the fuck he wants. That's why Terry can fuck them over in no show Survivor Series because he doesn't want to put anybody over. That's why he can show up and want to be, I want to be Chainsaw Charlie. And Vince is like, do it. Oh, by the way, uh, Terry Funk, he was not there. He uh, He was invited. Yes. And what I read, he was off filming a movie. Bruce Willis. No, it actually was wasn't with Bruce Willis. The only movie I could find of him that came out in nineteen in the in the, it, within that timeline was a little movie called "Mom, Can I Keep Her," oh. which is a movie about uh, Reese from Malcolm in the Middle acquires a gorilla, a fucking gorilla. Where I mean, Mike Pava has a gorilla. It's called Lumberjack. Oh, <laughs> to the point where he has to steal bananas. And his dad's like, if you eat those many bananas, you're going to turn it to a monkey. And uh, yeah, and, uh, Terry Funk played the, I believe he was the gorilla handler. Oh, I thought you were going to say he played the gorilla. No, I would have been awesome. Gorilla's dr- stumbling around drunk. But yeah, Vin, like that that is that movie available anywhere? Or is it just the trailer? Well, here's the thing. The trailer that I found was not even a trailer that would be theatrical because it was straight to DVD. The trailer that I found was a trailer pitching it to sell to, yeah, we were they were pitching the movie to sell to video, video stores. stores. Yeah, they were like with a high RPG and the blah, 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 you can sell this for thirty dollars and families will rent it every week. Make it a blockbuster night. It really <laughs> might as well. Uh, Dory, uh, Dory Funk Jr. was brought in to establish a working agreement with All Japan Pro Wrestling at the time, which they were trying to, because WCW had a had a working agreement with New Japan, so they were trying to have established that. Dory is a month shy of being 55 years old, wow. which to put into perspective, that is three years older than The Undertaker and five years older than Goldberg. So look, take a look at... Uh, was, that Chase, was that your stomach for real? Oh my god! I actually thought yeah. that was an engine outside. <laughs> nope, that was me. I hope that gets you, caught on audio. Are really you okay? I think there's probably going to be a little background noise of just hearing my stomach rumbling like that. <laughs> that's Jake. That's not me. I know he's great at his Foley work, but don't be fooled. Oh my god! But uh, really didn't sit well with you, huh? To put into perspective, yeah, uh, we will upload this later on to the Facebook page and stuff. Uh, here's Dory Funk at 50 years old. Okay. Okay. And here's Bill Goldberg at 50 years old. Wow. Looks the same. Yeah. Might as well be brothers. Uh, Dory Funk Jr. comes out looking exactly like Bob Backlund. Yeah. It just looks like there's two Bob Backlunds in the ring. And then they start wrestling each other, and I'm all confused. It was right around this time in the match where um, Mabel nearly kills Triple H. (laughs) Literally says Mabel almost kills Triple H because he bumps off a second rope clothesline from Henry Godwin, and Triple H was already on the ground and just happened to roll out of the way. It was so scary. So fucking scary. Mabel was stumbling around like a 
a fucking drunken camel. So he was fucking business as usual. He was there was a, the, Henry Godwin was running a spot with Bob Holly, and Mabel just stumbled backwards, just fucking knocked Henry Godwin yeah. off, <laughs> like off the ropes, <laughs> just plowed into him. One of my notes was this is why you shouldn't run spots. Exactly. Like, hey, this is this is that's after the Damien spot happened. So like, oh, let's get back in the ring and run this oh my spot God. real quick. Yes. <laughs> And uh, it's when Dory comes out that they start to realize, hey, where's Jerry Lawler? And they actually yes. show him sticking his head up from under the ring. It's a great mm-hmm. spot. Which I like that to Genius. establish where he was, but then by the time he was dragged out, you've totally forgot, forgot about, about it. Right? it. Yeah. Uh, number nine is Yokozuna, and at this point I'd be fucking terrified if I was Jerry Lawler being under the ring with Mabel and yeah. Yokozuna and Jesus Christ. So many big guys in this room. Jesus Christ was in there too? Jesus Christ Holy himself. shit. JC number 12. Uh, back- <laughs> Bob Backlund, first one eliminated by Yokozuna. And I yep. feel like there was a long time before yes. somebody got eliminated. I yeah. actually, by this point in the match, I didn't think they were going to eliminate anybody until Vader came out. Yeah, it's a awesome. clear house. Um, during this portion of the match, I realized that the uh, the BSK, the Bone Street crew, were having a lot of fun with each other in there. Uh, where the spot where Mabel's up in the in the corner oh, and yeah. Henry Godwin's behind him, yes. Yokozuna splashes them. They turn around, then they splat. Then he yes. spat, Yokozuna splashes them. Like they're just in a, they're all in the same crew together. Yep. They're in Taker's crew, so they're all having just fucking just having a good time. It's like the like the shitty think, version of the Mabel click. Was in there. Yes, he was. I don't think Big so. Vess, he was in there. I don't think so. Henry Godwin. Godwin's a humongous guy, and you couldn't even see him. No. It looked, looked like he was so just tiny. flashing Mabel. Yeah. Apparently, like he got hurt though, and I don't recall how he got eliminated. But I think he was like quietly. He might have like rolled out injured or something, so he got hurt. My so. pride. <laughs> just rolled out. Uh, number ten. We kids, uh, the one, two, three kid, and in my spot of the match, he's comes out looking behind him and shit, and Razor Monk was flying out at him, and he can't catch him. Mm-hmm. He legit can't catch him. He keeps trying. He, nope, duck out of the way. <laughs> Everyone is kind of just letting it happen except for Mabel, Mabel who's yes. like, hey, you going to get close to me? I'm going to punch the fuck out yeah, of you. Yeah, and then Razor's <laughs> like, fuck you, I'm not selling that shit. And then they bring You're not in the click. <laughs> then they bring Razor to the back. And then it's Mabel is like about to like grab one two three kid, but Razor ran back in, and one two three did kid didn't see him around Mabel until he just stuck his head around, and one two three kid again ducks out, just flies out of there. It was amazing. Uh, by the way, this was Razor Ramon's only time in, in the Rumble. Royal Rumble. Never, he, was, he wasn't never even officially in, in a match. No, he was he actually was in, he was in ninety seven. Wrong ra- Well, yeah, that's oh, true. Razor Ramon okay. was. Yeah, uh, fake Razor. Yeah. No, no, no. Razor Ramon Razor was Ramon. Right. Okay, so... Quotation marks. Scott Hall. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, you're, yeah, you're yeah, right. No, that's yeah, correct. never in a rumble. Yeah. You're right. right. Correct, Mikey. But Razor Ramon's in next year's yeah. rumble. <laughs> <laughs> um, we get the fucking dream team of Lanza, Gurria, Goulet, and Briscoe just try to like settle down everything. with uh, And that wouldn't be the first time we saw him. All the stooges running out with the referees. Oh yeah, Blackjack Mulligan, Tony Gurria, those guys, trying to they try to get Razor to the back, and then fucking or as I call them, my grandfather's favorite wrestlers, <laughs> like yeah. oh, all the Jack Witchy superstars. <laughs> yeah. Number eleven is Takeo Amari, my brother's favorite wrestler, because he happened to come over one day when I was watching this. He's like, who's that guy? <laughs> I love him, and then he was eliminated. He's like, he's already out. <laughs> I loved Amari. Uh, I loved his uh, generic uh, Tokyo Orient Express. Oh yeah, music. that was not generic. That was the Orient Express. <laughs> well, but I mean, generic as far as every uh, Asian yeah. wrestler has come I, out to that I song. I wish Aja Kong was on it because 
She, she would have come out, yes. She came out to that at, at Survivor Series 95 when she uh, won. He also looked like Bob Backlund. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the madman from Japan. <laughs> like, what? He was also part of the All Japan Pro Wrestling Working Agreement. Uh, number Sabio Vega. Yes, yeah, Sabio Vega yeah. comes out at number <laughs> comes out at number twelve. I fucking love Sabio. Uh, the crowd popped big for Jake the Snake knocking down Yokozuna. Huge! Like just punch, 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 and then he fucking finally falls. And I feel like that was Yoko like being cool the crowd, brother. Yeah. yeah, like let's fucking like, get it, because Jake was coming back at this point. Yeah. Like I think that's really cool. It was before Jake was just a regular guy again on the roster, so they were like, the oh, the crowd was so happy. They were so hyped about him. Um, Mr. Perfect oh Amari eliminates himself he picks up Jake the Snake and dumps him over the top rope but falls over the top rope and Jake the Snake stayed in uh, Mr. Perfect said he called the superstar line and knows who's next that's unprofessional <laughs> in the middle of are you gonna tell me no oh. and number 13 is Vader Wearing his singlet on backwards, Vader. Is this the singlet on backwards? Yeah. He do, he's done it multiple it's times. It's in Vader time on his back. Yeah, that's just How classic How do you do Vader. it? It feels wrong. If you can feel also, it. Also, like, he's writing. That no one, no one has the heart to tell him. I think like, they're afraid of him. There's one point where I put some of the punches that Vader just has to people's, like, straight to people's faces. Yeah. Him and Yoko were, like, going. Well, here's it. the thing. That's true, but... I was pissed watching this again because Vader should be mauling and killing and tossing everybody in his path. Well, you see, he, everything he was doing was very painful. It just didn't look very good, especially when he took number 14, Doug Gilbert, and he took him by the hair and he punched him square in the face. Right in the face. Doug Gil- but, so, but that's a perfect thing. Having the Doug Gilberts and the Omaris in this match, Omari should not have eliminated himself. Why couldn't he <laughs> waited an extra two minutes and get tossed by Vader? Mm. Like, why- that would have been made him more legit in Japan because Vader was a real like monster. Yeah, and then like Bob Hobbs Ali's doing some shitty cells for Vader, and like Savio was the unfortunate, like he drew the short straw, so he's the guy that gets to get killed by Vader in this match. Uh, Doug Gilbert won a USWA Royal Rumble at a show to win this spot in the Royal Rumble. He defeated King Cobra, uh, Brian Christopher, Coco Beware, Tommy Rich, Jesse James Armstrong, who was really trying to get back. <laughs> that was that road yeah, he, If he would have won that Rumble, he could have. Tracy Smothers, PG-13, and the Rock and Roll Express. That's really cool. So they had a Royal Rumble at a USWA show, and the winner would get a spot in the actual it's Royal Rumble. That's fucking Royal awesome. Rumble. If, That's he was awesome. A, if he was a squat team, he could have just showed up. <laughs> Good point, uh, JC. <laughs> It's funny you number say because number 15 is squat team member number one. Ah. Is it squat, you call it squat, squat team? Squat, squat team. Like squat. Like they that should have been the name of Dan Terry's stable. They yeah, should have been the squat, squat team. team. No, no. I thought it was squat team. No, no. no it's, it's squat. I actually put a mention being like, I don't know if this is SWAT or squat. They, they like were, Papa squat. Like yes. Like they were short and squat. Yes. But they hadn't done squats in years. Clearly. <laughs> Look at the size of them. Weird. No, no squat team. Now, uh, Rui, are you familiar with the Headhunters at all? A little bit. No, if you watch that sweet-ass highlight video I sent you, <laughs> as uh, you guys, uh, everyone at home, I fucking <laughs> compiled like six, seven videos of for these people to watch. They're fucking not long videos. They're not. They were very short. <laughs> to be fair. And, and everyone's like, I watched that in 93. Like, oh, yeah, well, you know. First off, no one would have watched this in 93. It didn't happen until 96. No, there was things in 93. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know. And Listen, don't send it at Friday night at like ten o'clock at night. Oh, excuse me. Okay, it wasn't ten o'clock at night, and it like Friday. I'm is, talking about Pacific time. Well, don't come by Pacifico time. Can you see your boy? Um, <laughs> Mike Pavel sent a video, and guess what? I watched it. I bet he didn't even watch that one. But he did that by accident. He Damn didn't it. mean to that. <laughs> Whoops. Um, for any of the rando people that were in this rumble, I feel like the squat team really got the fucking shaft. Yes. Because they were made to look like fucking jokes. They but look aren't like they jokes? jokes? I feel like they were just there to feed to Vader. Did we ever talk about on this... I feel like we might have about their one-time Raw appearance. Oh, yeah, with uh, Jim Cornette and the whistle. Uh-huh. They went to attack the British Bulldog and Owen Hart and the Headbangers at the same time. Uh-huh. They ended up getting squashed by Owen and the Bulldog and then by the Headbangers. <laughs> All the while, Jim Cornette's out there with the Bill Alfonso whistle blowing orders to the Headhunters. And, like... Vince is on commentary trying to feign like, oh, what are, who are these? Mr. Who are these guys? What is Jim Cornette doing? And then by the end of the segment, he's like, all right, that's enough. Let's wrap this. Let's, let's go to commercial. Fucking the British people like press slammed one of them in their debut. They tried to do their moonsault. Like it was the worst. This was a Literally. new team they were supposed to bring in to be the big new team to face off. And they lasted one show. Nobody was working with them. Like the headbangers were like rolling out of the way of their moonsaults and leg drops. Like they were not taking things. They were. Just, it was just a total public burial on live TV. And I don't even get it because the SWAT team. Those are two four hundred pound guys that were doing moonsaults, four fifty splashes, dives outside the ring. In twenty eighteen, that would be awesome. In nineteen ninety six, they weren't having it. It, it, it sucks. It's the, the they could have been cool. I guess they don't look that imposing especially because they kind of look like eggs with their pants pulled up <laughs> mid belly i think it's the height like how tall were those guys because i feel they're like four foot was... eight <laughs> that makes sense they were pretty squat <laughs> nailed it uh between squat team number one and squat team number two coming out they didn't give them a name i had no idea what either one it was like SWAT team member yeah squat, squat team number one and if they were brought in to feed to vader why fucking why are you feeding a heel heels like that's not gonna that's I, gonna do nothing. I don't know. Uh, Nineteen ninety six, me was. It was Yokozuna babyface because he kind of seemed babyface ish. Uh, so ninety six, me was furious because at the time, you know, I loved like keeping stats on things and like, oh, how many how many uh, eliminations is Vader going to get? And I was furious because you couldn't tell which squat team member he eliminated, and I was afraid he had already eliminated the guy that was already tossed out, so it wouldn't count as an elimination. That's so okay. Was, Yokozuna got the other one. I know. That's what made me mad. I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> Vader should get that one. Also, Vader punches Jake Roberts over the top rope. Like, just Yeah, he stumbles back and just falls. Oh, he's very tall. But then as he's leaving, he gets like a respect pop from the crowd. Um, as during the squat team thing, uh, Bob Holly kicks Vader in the dick. Vader scoffs like, what dick, motherfucker? And punches him. <laughs> like, it was <laughs> so that. funny. Fucking uh, Owen Hart is number 17. And I remember watching this live. I initially popped because Owen's music sounds very similar to Shawn Michaels' music at the very beginning. The boom. It's like, ah, no, boom, 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 oh, boo. I loved that one. Because I was big Sean. Yeah, I was a kid, though. I was, I was five years old. Five years old watching this. A few months short of six. Um, Savio, Savio Vega is uh, a fucking idiot because uh, Yokozuna is about to be attacked by Vader, and he runs up and drop kicks him from behind, and Vader just turns around like, you idiot, and just yeah. beats the shit out of him. 
Uh, number 18 is Shawn Michaels. Here he comes! Here he comes! Here he comes! Here I come! And then Sean dumps Vince, both Vader. Sean dumps Vader and Yoko at the same, at the same time. time. By himself. By Imagine himself. the smart mark fucking backlash if John Cena did something similar to that, you know? And he did it look like with barely any effort. Well, no yeah, struggle. because he's also sitting there and he's like waiting for his spot. Keeps on looking over. Yes. Is it my time? Are they fighting over there yet? Anything? Anything? <laughs> I'm just gonna. I'm gonna play around with uh, with with Hunter and Kid over here until uh, until it's time. Hey, you guys, let me know. Let me know what it's, what it's time. And he hey, must, guys, are they there yet? I'm gonna look. He must no, have been super psyched. Like he's like, yeah, I just dumped two huge guys. I'm gonna press slam the one, two, three kid over the top bro. and murders him. Yep. <laughs> I said, HBK murder his friend Kid. Um, poor Hakushi is a victim of Vader taking all the spotlight and kicking the shit out of people which but, is okay for like but I think they needed to go full tilt with it I don't think they went far enough with Vader Vader tosses everyone over the top rope except Owen for Hart. Owen Hart who refuses every time Vader's like trying to throw him over he just goes through he the goes ropes he goes through the middle yeah. and, and the second time he like he held on like, yeah, and he went through the middle and still held on like, just, I'm, not, not gonna be excuse. He's like I'm not a nugget and then Gorilla Monsoon comes out, finally gets him to leave, leading to the next night would be the big... Uh... Yeah. Now, that's a video clip I would have watched if he sent that over. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't, no, you wouldn't have. Have. You're right. But now you can imagine what movie like went early right? match. Jake the Snake hits the DDT, and the camera misses it. Yep. Because like they had the hard cam, which would have easily seen the DDT, but they completely missed it because they went to like the side handheld cam. Yes. And I think like Mabel or Vader, no, Mabel or like Yoko was in the way, so all you could kind of see are the legs of the superstars, and that's it. <laughs> Crowd popped also, for it. Oh, they popped huge. I also like that um, Bob Holly got like hit in the ass with like a knee, and then tumbles over the top rope. Yes. So Bob Holly got eliminated by getting hit in the. Who ass. was that? The uh, was that the ringmaster that did that? Yep. Um, so number 20 is Tatanka making his big return after being suspended in August of 1995 due to an incident from 1994 where a female fan was drugged with Halcyon, had half of her head shaved, and maybe raped, like they didn't really specify, by a certain gigolo, Jimmy Delray, and um, Tatanka was actually with him that night, so he ended up getting so he got uh, the, the blame, yes. So Tatanka was suspended until uh, it was a few months after the fact he finally returned. And this would still end up being his last pay-per-view until his return in 2006. Yeah, it's true. Wow. Wow. Uh, by the way, uh, Cornette also gets thrown over the top rope by Sean. It takes him a couple tries, but he finally makes it. That second one, he just went brutal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number 21, Aldo Montoya. Yes. The Portuguese man of war. Rui Patel was fist pumping right now. Uh, so uh, Hakushi gets dumped out by Owen Hart. Shawn Michaels is just kind of wandering outside, just kind of wandering. And I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? And then Bob Holly like tries to grab him, and Shawn's like, no, 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 no. And no I'm doing a spot. And then finally, he he makes a little motion like a crowd. He's like, where is he? Where is he? And he jumps under the ring. And I like how it takes him a second to like crawl under, and then it like takes a second, and then he finally pulls out. Jerry Lawler holding onto cables yeah. and everything he can. Uh, and then Jerry Lawler does his classic Jerry Lawler backwards over the top rope bump to be eliminated. Number two, 22 is Diesel, and Mr. Perfect is positive he's the winner. That's it. That's it, McMahon. He's the winner. But at least that made sense because uh, he had already picked Vader earlier on. Yeah. So once Vader's gone, it's like, well, this is it. Unlike, unlike Jerry Lawler, who would just pick someone and be like, oh, I like him. You think he's going to win? Huh, I don't like him that much. <laughs> um. Tatanka gets just tossed out like a fucking joke by Diesel. 
Um, he Diesel just lays out fucking Sean. Uh, Kama Mustafa is number twenty-three. Kama, the supreme fighting machine, stands for kick any man's ass. Kama. What? Yeah. Did it? Kick any. They man's never said ass. that. Yes. When? Probably said it in the magazine or something. I had every fucking magazine. Now I have every magazine. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Uh, the ringmaster is in at number 24. Fun fact, uh, the ringmaster was supposed to make it to the final yeah, four. Of I this actually World wrote Rumble, that down as well. Uh, yeah. But was accidentally eliminated by... Um, Five, make a difference by two. Difference so two. Did you watch this elimination? Yes. Because yes. it did not look botched did, no, at all. It, it, did not look, like, it did not look like his hands slipped because yeah. of oil, which is what Stone Cold said. He said he had baby oil on and his hands slipped. He got clothesline down the ring and he fucking careened he over the top rope. over that top rope. I was Absolutely, Steve Austin with not his fully shaped head. Yes, he had yeah, a little, little bit of stubble. Yeah. You could see where his hairline's starting to go. It's not fully shaped. In the no. strangely white boots. Yes, I actually white put boots that down too. Stars. Um, we have uh, Barry Horowitz at number twenty-five. It's oh. Barry Horowitz. Oh, if he wins, McMahon, I'll come back to the WWF. <laughs> Vince changes the booking on the fly. <laughs> Horowitz wins. Um, we have. We have uh, Hardcore Holly. When Bob Holly gets eliminated, he got eliminated. Uh, he was in for 39 minutes, 45 seconds, which is just shy of Triple H in this one, but I, still pretty good. I was kind of upset because I thought they were going to have Triple H wait until um, Duke Drosy came out to eliminate him. Waiting oh, that would have been cool. Waiting the whole time until it finally And then Duke just runs out and just clothes yeah. lines him out. I thought it would have been a good spot cool. to give him since they weren't going to have him do anything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Diesel I w- dumps out Triple H at 48 minutes. With with Holly, the thing I'll mention is that they, if you ever read any of his interviews, and I think even in his book, he talks about being uh, like always pushed over for other guys, the one to three kid, and like different spots. So like I feel like they gave him things like this. Well, you can go 40 minutes in the Rumble as like you know. You ever hear the story about Jim Powers uh, talking to Vince about the one two three kid Razor Ramon match? No. You know the big upset match? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Jim Powers went up to Vince and said, You know, Vince, I could have, uh, that could have been me in that spot. And Vince goes, Yeah, could have. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. That sucks. Um, number 27, Isaac, or number 26 is Make a Difference Fat 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's great music. He's going to clean up the streets. I love that music. Uh, me too. Listen to it like couple every couple of weeks. <laughs> Number 27 is Isaac Yankum DDS. Also listen to his music every couple of weeks. Nope. <laughs> Tentus drills and shit. <laughs> um, and he goes right after Diesel. Ironic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Diesel was in the next year's Royal Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> Mikey's grinding his teeth. Owen dumps Barry Horowitz and an enziguri on Shawn Michaels. He's and dead. Yeah, I wish Doctor Unger would have come in. Doctor oh, Jeffrey Unger. Yeah, it would have been great if he came out because he said he was going to be at ringside. But he yeah. wasn't. Yeah, they said he was in the back. If he would have come out, checked on Sean, then Owen Hart integrates him. Holy like, shit! That would have been amazing. That would have been great. It, fucking and then WrestleMania is all about getting revenge for Doctor Unger. Love it. <laughs> I couldn't find any real information on. T- I don't know if that's I bet real. he was a real doctor for the WWE. I bet like uh, backstage. Yeah. Calling Doctor Unger. When Austin got in. Because he hits Michaels and then does like the, the fake Shawn Michaels, Michaels pose. pose. Yes, I thought that was great. He murdered him with a clothesline. Moided him. Number twenty-eight is Marty Jannetty. <laughs> I love how they still got in the spot where him and Shawn would fight every time, yeah. every single. Rumble and they would game. always do it. They would always do their special They're spot. So good. Uh, when t- did they break up? I was I couldn't. Nineteen ninety-two. Okay, thank you. 
Uh, actually, I believe it was uh, November of '91 or uh, December '91. But going into that's 91. true because they were starting to build towards WrestleMania eight before Marty's. Uh, it was Royal Rumble. Uh, Marty was out of Royal Rumble '92 because Sean attacked him. Right. So it was right at that uh, right at that middle point. Uh, I was wondering because I'm like, how is this still like a thing where they're like, they oh, just they, whenever they, they locked up, whenever they ended up in the same ring together, they would just go into it. Rick Martel and Tito Santana would do the same thing because of Strike Force. Every time they were in, they just go at each other. I thought that was really clever, even well past the point when they were out mad right. in the model. Uh, yep, Fatu clotheslines Ringmaster out. Whoopsie, whoopsie. Stone Except Cold. I just don't think that's true. Watching if it, if you notice, it looks like Austin like. He's he gets up and he's feet he kind of waves his arm like come on motherfucker yeah bring it on like knock me out and yeah he does. but like, he, but here's the thing when Stone Cold gets eliminated he's like oh no you can see he like, like hands on his and then when he's leaving Ted DiBiase is like looking for him in the ring and then he looks over and he's like wait and then he like goes to like stay but he doesn't know what to do he missed the purpose like what happened to the ring yeah, master McMaster <laughs> there's a lot going on in there he must have been eliminated <laughs> um, Alex Riley fucking lost his job. Fucking uh, yeah, Steve Austin, biggest star in the world. Uh, we Is that why he lost your job? Because he got a little. It wasn't. That wasn't the reason, but he got Didn't really help. demoted after that. Good fuck him. Number <laughs> number twenty nine is British Bulldog, and Diane is there for some fucking reason because he's and bizarre. I'm so sick. Of, I was. I hated her because no, it's like oh British Bulldog, and there's her in the crowd. <laughs> I always felt that way about Diana until the New England Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah I mean, she's beautiful. She's a fox man. now. It's what amazing. happened? Sean, I know you want me. <laughs> Do not flatter yourself. Three-way theater, I know you want me. <laughs> she's right now. I mean, yeah. Uh, Call us. So Owen comes back out randomly and just jumps Sean. Well, it's going to set up their match for In Your House February. As the real <laughs> Monstein called it. You know, like the Lumberjacks, Rage in the Cage, February. Uh, fucking number 30 uh, Duke the Dumpster Drozzy who doesn't last long before getting dumped by Kama and Diesel power couple. was he being pushed like I don't remember this Duke? time not yeah. really so like why have him come out I feel like 30 is usually maybe now they make 30 like a special number well really if you watch the free for all I understand the match <laughs> you see he drew a blank My point is like what like couldn't they have had somebody else go against Triple H to be number 30 like they could have sure. but look at that roster what they had who are you gonna put in his place to work Triple H in the free for all and then and he didn't have a real spot he just yeah. kind of got dumped yeah. number 30 wasn't a real fucking kidding me love Duke the Dumpster Grossy me too I like Duke the Dumpster except <laughs> for when he got his head shaved and I didn't like him anymore. Michael Kidme loved that <laughs> I love Michael Kidney. <laughs> it was a pretty cool elimination. Uh, Sean got tossed to the apron, and then he baseball slid between the bulldog's legs, and then clotheslined the bulldog over the top rope. Thought that was a clever. Little that was another thing where it just continued that rivalry between Bulldog and HBK. Yeah, from the '95 Rumble. Like I always like that. Yeah. I also put. I feel like Shawn Michaels almost gets thrown out a hundred times. It's the yeah, Shawn Michaels Rumble. special. Like everybody still tries to do it. Ah, nobody day. like him. <laughs> To this day, people try to do the Shawn Michaels spots in Battle Royals. Yes, and that's just bad. Yeah. Yeah. But he did them all like a hundred. I felt like... Before Kofi came up with the Kofi spots... Yeah, before outside of the ring saving yourself... Shawn Michaels skin the cat hang by... like That was the Shawn Michaels. I was always mad because... I first saw Owen Hart skin the cat, not Shawn Michaels. So... Owen Hart also skinned the cat in this Royal Rumble. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, Kama tosses out Shawn Michaels, who skins the cat back in as Kama's being tossed by Diesel. 
Diesel dummy turns right into the sweet chin music and eliminated. It's Diesel. It's Michaels. It's Diesel. I uh, know it's not. By the time you said it was Diesel again, he was already eliminated. Floor, yeah. I liked how quick it happened. Yes. I like how it I was like just it. boom, 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 done. Yeah, he doesn't even like get a chance. Yeah. They don't have a face off or anything. No. Nope. He just hits him right away. Uh, Sean wins the rumble. JC, how long did that match feel to you? <laughs> um, 62 minutes. 58 minutes, 49 seconds. Oh, they didn't get to the t- every two minutes then, huh? Um, uh, they uh, Diesel gets back in all angry, but they high five. Sean shows his pubes. All's good in the world. <laughs> he showed his ass yeah. to the crowd before Diesel gets in. Right. I felt that was really weird. Yeah, like, the, there's like, some like men in the Diesel crowd that stopped are like, him, but like, of Diesel course, stopped. thank God he stopped me from showing my ass. Professional Shawn Michaels, look at me. Is he looking yet? Is he here? Is he walking up? I'm gonna pull my ass out. I'm gonna show my ass. Is he looking? <laughs> Am I gonna look? I'm gonna do it. This match had um, 12 current Hall of Famers. Plus Triple H, Kane, Owen Hart, and Vader, who what I would say would all be future Hall of Famers. Uh, I think this is a Forgotten Royal Rumble um, hot take. This is actually my favorite Royal Rumble. Interesting. All right, mm. I, I won't say it's my favorite, but it was a good Rumble. It, it was, was during some of like my peak times as a fan of the WWF, so it's definitely a Royal Rumble that has a special place in my heart. I'd say like '96, '97, like it was definitely like. Those those years, I was watching religiously everything. So I I love that we did this rumble. Mm. Um, G- Mikey's making a motion like, how do we pick? There's another match, Mike Pava. Yeah, we got to talk about the WWF Championship match. Yes, the no, American, I know, no, I'm just I'm, which was no. <laughs> yeah, we don't have a lot to talk about here. I don't By the way, think. I said this was my favorite Royal Rumble. I didn't, I didn't say it was my, my match of the night. I know. I understand. I understand. Mikey did. So they uh, so it's I actually was shocked that there was another match because I'm used to how the rumbles have been now. I feel like they this was the first last. year that this they was the ever first had. time they did yeah. that, right? I feel like they immediately got the intros going. Shawn Michaels wasn't even in the back; he was like walking down the aisle when they dropped the lights. Announced. I feel like that was because they didn't want people to leave thinking it was the main event. I feel like that's they were point. like immediately get the things going. Right. People are gonna think that's it. Well, that's why they kind of continued having Diesel and Undertaker yeah. fight in the aisle way, get people to stay. Yes. Well, I thought it was that, and I really was curious to know if Diesel was afraid of the dark. <laughs> I'm not afraid of the dark. He let me know it like six times. I was like, oh, I guess he's really not afraid of the I'm dark. I'm going to the 10th grade next year. I ain't afraid of the dark. <laughs> um, Made me think he actually was afraid of the dark, though, because he had to say it so many times. I went to Bret Hart's book to see what he said about this match. He said, like, nearly nothing. He in, in that book, he goes into great detail in his matches, and he goes over them and, like, he, like writes a great story about the matches, but he didn't... The only thing he said about this match was that he let the Undertaker tombstone him, cross his arms on his chest, and he had to lay there while the referee got dragged out. And he said that they weren't even trying to make him look good before WrestleMania. 12. See, this that's true. This is what pisses me off about Bret Hart, and he's done this before, and it it was with Diesel and Undertaker to be exact. It was the next month. Like, holy fuck, dude! We're, we're trying to tell a goddamn story, and it's not involving okay. you. Like you but take a tombstone, yeah, you fucking lay there. That's what you do when you take a tombstone. And I'm fine and with it's that. It's not like it took the referee twenty minutes to get pulled out. Like everything was perfectly timed. Undertaker took a step back before the tombstone, so it could be closer to the ropes. Like I, okay, I agree with all that. And the referee that, didn't man. even. I, I feel like the referee didn't even count one. He I was think, just pulled out. He, exactly. I think all the problems that Brett eventually had with the way WWF and what Vince was doing in '97. 
um, I think was all very apparent in 96. And I think Brett just kind of put blinders on to them. Like when he won the title back from Diesel at Survivor Series, um, besides the, the, the kind of like, like here's the title match with Davey Boy in December, everything else was always about Sean. Brett was literally just holding the belt warm for him. And I feel like Vince, Vince was never... So Vince is in love with his champions. Vince loves his champions. Vince wants to be best friends with Hulk Hogan's, and he creams himself for Shawn Michaels and Diesel. So he wasn't like that with Vince. Brett. Was never in love with Bret Hart. <laughs> but I feel like they Vince had, was in like with Bret. I feel like they had. A, <laughs> I feel I'm like, serious. I know. I like see, but I feel like they had a different relationship. I feel like it was like a more of a father son relationship with it Vince was a and father Brett. son relationship. I don't know. I feel like I feel like Vince was always forced to put the belt on Brett and never wanted to put the like belt Brett on Brett. I feel like Brett was the older brother and Sean was the younger brother and he always favored the younger brother okay, over the I older like brother. But even like in 92 when he beat Flair for the belt, it wasn't because Vince was like, we need Brett to be champion. It was like... Supposedly Vince came up with a list of five people that he could have put the belt on. Wasn't Tito on that list? Tito Santana, Rick Martel, I think uh, Crush... In '92, wow, uh, um, yeah, it was, like Brett that was been awesome. Brett was never his first choice. I think Bulldog was on the list. So, like, getting the belt back, like, so, and then when you get to WrestleMania 10, it's the apology for taking the belt off of him so soon after winning it the first time. But then he kind of gets into this program with Bob Backlund, and like after the feud with Brett with uh, with Owen, and so like. I feel like Brett felt he was dogged in the feud with Backlund, just to transition the belt on the Diesel. You know, it's just I don't know. It's I think this match the and the way they booked it and the way they had the Undertaker, you know, Brett gets more booze. Uh, the way I, they I wouldn't booked- say that. I would disagree with that. I think the Undertaker, especially starting off, he worked as his old school heel style. It would seem like Undertaker in ninety one. Yeah. He was clawing his face. It was a like weird that. it was a weird Undertaker shine. Yes. And Yeah, I was at the very beginning I'm like, is this a shine or a heat? Well here, well here's the thing too, because Brett is fresh. Undertaker just fought with these in Ohio and he's Undertaker has the upper hand for the first part of this match. Yes. Um Undertaker still like is like still zombie selling. Mm-hmm. So it's just um, so Brett has to find the weakness until he fucking he gets the Undertaker's knee where he reverses the whip and he fucking careens into the fucking steps and that was a fucking awesome yeah to me this match didn't pick up until they got to the outside of the ring yeah and they both started just fucking cheating like I love Paul Bearer kept subtly uh, distracting the referee whenever Undertaker was choking him with the I'm like he's choking him with the cable why is he oh shit ref they both there. played heel on this match they did. Yeah, and the funny but, thing is, the is fans, go ahead, they talked about how they're both fan favorites. Like, oh, the crowd really likes both of them. Yet but I think, Owen, like, Brett's getting booed. But I think that's why they were getting booed is because people were like, we don't want to see this shit. You're two good guys. Yeah. Like, fight like good guys. I would say that and they, they accepted it more for The Undertaker, I feel like, than they did with Brett. Yes, like, I feel yes. like... I feel like they were just un, just as they were. I think it was like 70-30 in favor of Brett. But it never switched when Undertaker would start cheating. But when... Brett started cheating, I would say it would go 50-50, yeah. if not like 60-40. See, I'll say as a kid in 96, I was a huge <laughs> Brett Hart fan. Yeah. And I think later on after, like once he did the heel turn where he's doing the Canada, he's a good guy. Like outside of the U.S., he's a good guy. Inside the U.S., he's a heel. That was probably my favorite Brett Hart. Yeah. But like I just love Brett Hart because there was something to me where like he seemed like everything was like legitimate to him. Like he's picking up hot body parts. He was like he's setting things up for his finishing maneuver. And I don't think you saw that as much with other wrestlers. So yeah. to me, like I loved as a kid.
kid watching Bret Hart. And then the funny thing is I watched this match and I was telling JC, like, I understand why people were like, oh, he had the five moves of gloom and, you know, he had this certain style that he did. He hit the five moves of doom in this match. Of course he did. They're the five moves. (laughs) He's very cookie cutter in his his stuff. It's so funny because... Uh, Bret Hart would say Ric Flair is bad because he has the same match every night and then Ric Flair said Bret Hart was bad because he had the same match every night it's like what the I was saying to JC I feel like when you're a main eventer and you have like a style that works for you and it's getting over you kind of go with what you know and you go go with like what you know works he was saying that to me I I was a big fan of Bret as a kid but I feel like I've soured on him more as the years have gone by is it because you know him as a person I don't know but his in-ring work is still. It's but it's I I feel like his in-ring work now is not that great. I feel like little things. I feel like little things. That's he United does, States champion. He beat the Miz in 2010. I feel like little things he does bothers me when I watch. Like he's just selling with certain things or his slow like just. He takes the best buckles in the. Oh, yes. of course. He makes I, that that, that buckle back. back. The the buckles he takes every time. I'm like, God, that sounds amazing. It sounds great. I think he's just too rigid in the way he does things, and I don't think there's a fluidity to it that like. I don't know. It's like he I does like when he's walking. It's almost a little robotic where he's walking. Like I'm gonna do this. I am wrestling like a professional. Oh! A heart attack. You, you just hello just died. Yeah, you just scared the shit out of Rudy. I also had a heart attack. Hey, Dylan, did you wrestle yet? Mm-hmm. Oh, you go? did. How'd it go? Went fantastic. Oh, right. You know, baby, baby matches are tough. <laughs> <laughs> What's a baby, baby? No. Baby, baby matches are tough. <laughs> Who'd you wrestle? Uh, it was uh, the aristocrats of uh, Zachary. Don't call me static, Pierre Bouliot. Oh, and that's all we need to know um, for the rest of that. <laughs> so we were just discussing Royal Rumble 1996. Now, see, here's the thing: I am horrible with years. I could tell you. I could remember. Like, if you name a match, I remember it. Shawn Michaels you, winning the Royal Rumble for the second you, time. Couldn't tell you what year it happened. Couldn't tell you what number WrestleMania it was. So we were like, talking oh, yeah, about like that. Phantom of the Opera, Undertaker, Undertaker versus Bret Hart. Oh, it was, it was a classic. Yeah, no, I, I mean, it's been a long time since I've seen any of that. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll get you on the show and you can watch it. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I did no prep work for this. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, cutting myself, opening the door. Oh, you oh, no, Jesus. He made oh, yeah, an there entrance. There was a sharp edge on so that. Do I sue NCW or three-way theater? Uh, uh, lucky lucky <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, should, we gotta wrap this up. Guys. Yeah, we gotta wrap we, this we up. What was, what was your spot of the match? Uh, I had none. Uh, my spot of the match is Undertaker uh, taking uh, his knees into the stairs. Yes, and that doing was great. A complete flip. Okay, you know what? That was pretty cool. I actually like the plancha from Bret Hart because I didn't feel like Bret Hart was that flyer. So to like see the plancha from Bret Hart, I felt like to me that was that little bit extra. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I loved when Brett took off the turnbuckle pad and smashed Undertaker's face when he took off the mask too. It just kept smashing his face and smashing his but face. But he took off his facial appliance. Um, so we had uh, Taker hit the tombstone on Brett, crossed the arms on the chest. Uh, Diesel pulls the ref out at one. Brett Hart is DQ'd. JC, how long did that match feel to you? Oh, man. Uh, 22 minutes. It's 28 minutes oh. and 31 seconds. I like how they go. We will never know if Bret Hart would kick out yes. the tombstone. I'm like, no, no. We, we had a pretty good understanding that that wasn't going to happen. Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. Let me see your arm. Yeah, no. Oh, no. Right on the wrist. Huh. Now it looks like he went down the street too. Well, the way if you, you had yeah. killed yourself, I wouldn't have been shocked. <laughs> I wouldn't have blamed you. That would have been before. Unrelated. Um, Unrelated. So Diesel flips off uh, Undertaker. It might be one of the pushing first the envelope, testing the waters. Since, mm-hmm. uh, the Mountie and the uh, Big Boss Man. You want the finger? Here's, Here's the, the finger. finger. So uh, yeah, that's uh, Royal Rumble.
1996. All right, let's get in this. Let's get this BIS. How are we gonna? How are we gonna vote? I don't you know. know. What, that's just. Uh, we can make this the first public voting. All right, but fine. also the last. Fine. <laughs> oh, my phone just died. Oh, now we'll never know what his I match know. was. <laughs> okay, uh, what, do you what, got? what was oh. your match of the night? Um, I'm actually gonna go with the Body Donnas versus yeah. Smoking Guns as my match of the night. My match tonight is the Badanas versus the Smoking Guns. All right. You know what? My best in show was the Badanas versus yeah. the Smoking Guns. I feel guns. like that was peer pressure. No, I was on the fence, to be honest, because I almost felt compelled like I would have to pick the Rumble. But the more I think about it, I agree with you guys. Uh, my favorite matches was the Body Donnas versus. <laughs> oh, wow. Can we all agree to the Jeff Jarrett Ahmed Johnson match was the worst? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And yes. It was only by default, really. I didn't hate it. This is the first clean it. sweep on Best in Show, I Incorrect. feel Incorrect. Like. No? Wow. Uh, the we, we had a clean sweep for worst match with uh, Shane Douglas and the Pitbull. But I think this is... No, the but I'm saying clean, clean sweep, sweep for Best both. and Worst. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So this is the the full Monty. Yeah. All right. Oh, all right. <laughs> so let's see what old Davey Meltzer said about this. Um, nothing on this show scored over three stars. Okay. Nothing. I don't disagree with I, that. Yeah, right. Um, his... Worst match of the night was Ahmed Johnson and Jeff Jarrett, which was one and one quarter star. <laughs> Nailed it. And his best matches of the night, they were tied Ooh. at two and three quarter stars, Goldust and Razor and Undertaker and Bret Hart. Wow. Fucking screwed over the Badanas. <laughs> the Body Donnas got uh, two stars. Solid they were two. robbed. Yeah, they have two stars, Candido and Tom Pritchard. Yeah. And the Royal Rumble got two and a half stars. I like the Rumble, but... The Rumble yeah. was good. I just think personal match, I liked the tag team match. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy we all agreed on that. Me too, yeah. me too. Uh, Rui Patello, thank you for joining us again. Thank you guys for having me. Uh, maybe don't... we'll have you on again sometimes. Who knows? Maybe. We'll see. Hard pass. You know. but we'll see what those downloads are with you on as a guest. It's actually kind of perfect that we have Mr. Kellen Thomas here because <laughs> next month we will be reviewing WrestleMania X7. Kellen Thomas. What? That's a classic. I'm sure I remember every match, but I couldn't tell you that it happened there. We have Gimmick Battle Royal. Oh, man. We have the TLC I match. Yes, <laughs> we—it's a classic. The epic encounter of Rock and Austin. Yeah, Isn't that also the one that had the really good build-up, um, Rock and Austin? My way, oh the yeah. highway, oh, the highway. Probably one of the best like build-up videos. The entire time, the best. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. It's got a new Jack. It all come out. All right, well, all right, guys, uh, make sure you check us out on all of your favorite podcasting uh, sites. You can be on Podbean. You can check us out on Stitcher. Uh, also, iTunes. Uh, of course, iTunes. That's like the big one. You know, the TuneIn app. The TuneIn app. Yeah, that's a good one. Check us out on 3waytheater.com. Yep. And uh, all the other great Facebook and Twitter and yes. Tumblr. Yes. Did I did I get everything? You got everything. All right. I'm Mike Pena. I'm JC. I'm Lumberjig. And I'm Rui Patel. Yeah. All right. And this is and this is I'm I'm hi. And this has been five star classic. Oh, best in show. Oh, best in show. Match of the night. I thought it was actually best in show. It is best in show. You're right. We were doing the bit. that the bit that we did the bit. Yeah, I, I shut this podcast off at this point. <laughs> once, once we say our thing, it's done. Like I'm done. I'm I still voted for three guys fucking talking about wrestling. <laughs> oh yeah. So this is the start. Yeah. Yeah. This. Is All right. Bye. <laughs>